Hi everyone and welcome to this special Halloween episode brought to you by an Eldritch Dream Games. This is going to be on the feeds for both the Dustrous Podcast and the Aeterna Podcast. We hope you enjoy this special one shot and thank you for listening. Hello everyone! <laughs> Hello. Welcome to an Eldritch Dream Games Halloween special. Tonight we will be playing a one shot campaign that will pit the players against each other as well as the story and environment. Before we get into that though we're going to take a minute and I'm going to introduce all these players for the listeners. When I introduce you, if you could please tell the listening audience a little bit about the character you have brought for tonight. So, you know him as our beloved Brigard from Vestris, that foxy boy Kumiho in Eterna, and the mastermind behind Hexgrid Heroes. Say hello to Don. Don, tell the people about your characters. Hey everyone, I am playing a half-elf for the very first time on a podcast named Zelter. She is a witch, she has a scorpion on her shoulder, and a hefty crossbow across her back. Uh, she is going to rely on hexes and some wands, so I'm really stretching the limits of my uh, Pathfinder knowledge tonight. Alrighty. Then it's time to get out your bingo cards and lock up your daughters. Duster's favorite gambler and the creative genius behind Action Forward. A big welcome to Brian. Hey there, everybody. This evening, I'm going to be playing uh, Devis Lancet, who is an unfettered soul. It's a, um, it's, well, I guess I shouldn't have said that out loud. But yeah, it's a, um, it's a third party publishing project I'm working on that uh, Tracy was so good to let me play test. Long story short, Devis is effectively a uh, lawful good paladin of a chaotic deity. Kind of a, a light armor paladin bard mix. It's it's interesting, but I think we've got most of the kinks worked out, so maybe this will be the evening that you guys get to get to actually see it as it'll come out here in a bit. Alrighty. Then straight from the dark side of Eterna, everyone's favorite tree daddy, the mighty oak himself. Everyone say hi to hats! Oh, wow, these intros are so cool. Hi, I'm I Wear Silly Hats. Sometimes I play an elf, sometimes I play a tree. Tonight, I'm playing Squim Shoremoth. He's a tiefling, and uh, he's got several flavors of chips on his shoulder. The one thing I can tell you about him is that he is an arcane trickster. How he got there remains to be seen because there are a lot of really fun surprises I've got tucked up his sleeves. But yeah, I, I'm looking really forward to it. Thanks for having me. And last, but certainly not least, the GM of Eterna, and as of last episode, the dead party member from Destris, the owner and creative mind behind AEDG, welcome Sean to the table. Hello, I'm Sean, and I will be playing Lucian Cheridar. He's a level seven pyrokineticist, but his race is Drophon, which is basically, they're like the tieflings of dragons, they they can be born to humans, elves, what have you, but they've got strong draconic bloodlines. And they can just pop up randomly. And maybe you should tell the people where they can find that document if they wish to purchase it for themselves. Uh, there will be a link in the description that links you to our drive through RPG where you can find that. It's like four bucks. If it's not on sale, if it's on sale, it's less. All right, we also want to welcome our patrons who have an active role in tonight's recording. Right now, we have Manly Brian from over at LCP sitting in our chat with us. And we have left it open for others to drop in and drop out if they wish. Do you want to say hi to everybody, Brian? 
I'm Brian, and I will be playing Stardew Valley tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a great game. What a coincidence. Two Brian's playing Stardew Valley during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So tonight's game is a one-shot based off the major arcana of the tarot deck, with a couple of special cards added. Quick summary for those listening, the players will decide what path they are going to be taking by flipping over one of three face-down cards at the end of each scene. The first card flipped over will determine where they go. So y'all will be able to talk and choose as a group if you would like, or somebody can be an asshole, just walk up and flip one over and not ask the others, whatever. Whichever comes face up first, that's the path you take. There are three types of encounters the cards can send you on. The majority of the cards are called story cards. These lead to encounters where you have the opportunity to learn something about what's happening, uh, what you might do about it, and other pertinent information if you can piece together what's going on in the scenario. The second most prevalent card type is a creature encounter. These counters will force you into battle against a foe and may make you use skills that you otherwise wanted to save before being allowed to move on, but they will net you little to no useful information. The rarest cards are the Benevolent Souls. These cards will reward you in various ways, uh, giving you a full night's rest, preparing uh, gear for you, supplying information. The reward will depend on the card chosen. But things are not as random as they seem because there is a traitor. The traitor knows which three cards are placed before the party and in what order. If you can figure out who the traitor is, you might can manipulate that information to your advantage. The problem is if the traitor is not killed before the end of the fourth scenario, your characters are trapped forever in this realm and become part of the blight. And this is where our patrons come in. The patrons get to try and influence you throughout the game, trying to help you discern the traitor's identity or trying to mislead you. Uh, They basically use their influence to kind of play that little voice in the back of your head. They may choose to help you decide which cards to flip over or which party member to execute. So that is the overview of tonight's game. If you have any questions, now is the time to ask. As a patron of this show, can I influence this game? Yes, you pay for that right. I'm totally going to fuck myself over. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I I was just going to say this. This is this is werewolf with an RPG element. I kind of love this. Just just saying. Well, we have we played this once. I, I wrote this whole scenario uh, to do a one shot for New Year's Eve. And the first time around, Troy, who plays Brock over on Eterna, uh, played with us and he was the traitor and he did a beautiful job. He built a character that basically is part of their class feature, had a simulacrum that traveled with the party. So even when they killed him, they hadn't killed him and they had to fight <laughs> him again. But they had used all their stuff fighting the simulacrum. So he kicked their ass. Oh, damn. That's dark. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. And then I kept all my notes on all the cards so that anytime we needed a one shot, I could pick it up and rerun it easily. So, yeah, y'all, y'all are going to be delving into some dark places of my mind. 
I'm scared. Basically, uh, none of y'all were told which of you will be the traitor. And we will get the setting going. And when the first set of cards appear, the traitor will get a private message telling them what the three cards are. And that is when you will find out you are the traitor. Ooh. Oh, you just gave up the goose. The traitor's obviously Brian. <laughs> Bridges, that is. Ooh, that would be neat. <laughs> How the fuck we gonna kill him? <laughs> that's, a, that's a meta shit right there. <laughs> well, I guess I do have his address. See, I was just thinking we're gonna pull like an old school gamers movie thing, and like our characters were just gonna kick his door down. And <laughs> uh, if it is Brian, I'm gonna door dash him something he's allergic to. <laughs> then I'll be the winner. Don't you know if you die in the game, you die in real life? <laughs> All right, so. Deep within the country of Edohar lies a dense Eldred Pit forest. Avoided by most travelers, it is a favorite destination for adventurers seeking fame and fortune and for scoundrels escaping the law. The Elder Pit forest consists of several thousand acres of densely packed trees and shrubs and only a few small villages. Travelers through the Elder Pit can go weeks without seeing another living soul. So when a village is found, they take full advantage of it. Woodspell is one such village, and as happenstance would have it, each of our party members have found their way here. Whatever part of personal motivations brought them this far, all of them have enjoyed a hearty meal and retired to their respective rooms for the evening. It is the middle of the night, and you are all sleeping soundly in your beds after a night of lighthearted fun, good drink, and good food. The forest has been unseasonably cold for the past two weeks, so your windows are shut tight against the howling winds, and the embers of a warm fire glow in the hearth of your rooms. This is the best you've slept in a long time, tucked safely behind the walls of the inn after weeks of camping alone in the forest. When the soft voice of a woman first reaches your ears, you mistake it as part of your dreams, but her words persist even as you sit up and rub the sleep from your eyes. Come to me, she whispers softly. There is something in her voice that pulls at you. In fact, her voice sounds exactly as it should. If you are lonely, it carries the sweet tones of a friend. For those who are stressed, it seems to hold the promise of relaxation and peace. Whatever your personal emotional state, something in the voice seems to offer you precisely what you need, what you are lacking. Come to me, she calls again quietly. Knowing you have to respond, you quickly gather your belongings and open your bedroom door. As you step out into the hallway, you notice that three others have also emerged from their rooms, their faces displaying the same curious expression that must be written across your own. As the doors to the bedrooms close behind each of you, it is immediately obvious that something is not right, as the doors simply disappear, leaving you standing in a small hallway with no entrances or exits. The hallway is lit with an eerie glow, but there is no light source. Once again, the voice beckons to you, speaking only once but each of you hearing her call you by name. As she does, a small table appears at the far end of the hallway. Three cards lay face down on the table. Above the table, words begin to appear on the wall, written in a beautiful script, and appearing to you to be in your native language. Four choices, four trials, one traitor, so vile. Find him, kill him, be set free, lose this game, and belong to me. The cards are passed to who knows where, the traitor knows, so choose with care. At fourth trial's close, your fate decided. Find him fast. 
or become a blighted. What do y'all do? Lucian looks around at these other three that have come about and checks them out a bit, sees what the hell is up with them. Uh, Zelter will uh, look around. Well, don't look at me. I'm not a he. <laughs> Awfully defensive, madam. Uh, what about the rest of you? Who the hell are you? Devis kind of looks up and um, very obviously, like, reaching behind his cloak, kind of looks at everyone and I'm Devis. I'm, well, did Desna speak to each of you as well? Yeah, I guess at that point, Squim speaks up and, uh, I mean, he's, he's a pretty grody looking tiefling. One of his horns has been broken off. One of his eyes is messed up. Uh, whenever he speaks, his, his tongue tends to flick out of his mouth and he, he has a lisp almost to the point where you think uh, maybe he's got some nerve damage or something. But he, he just kind of looks around and he goes, Oh, uh, quite the pickle we found ourselves in. My name's Squim. Nice to meet you. Lovely. So, I take it you're some devout of Desna. I didn't recognize the voice as such at all myself. And, uh, well, you good, sir. Frankly, it looks like you had a fight with fire. The fire lost. Well, I suppose you shouldn't test that going forward if you happen to be this traitor that the swallow's talking about. And, like, a wreath of extreme heat starts to come off of my body. Uh, Zelter is going to uh, walk up. Uh, she's clad in a, a simple dark uh, set of robes. Oh, yes, this is perfect. It's as cold as a witch's tit, and believe me, I would know. Madam, please do not stand so close. We're not quite exactly of the same class, I would say, from your dress. Lucian is dressed in very fine clothes with a nice cloak, uh, which seems to be pressed off of his back a little more than you would expect. Um, but he also, like, on his face, uh, like, along his jawline, you can see red scales. He also sports two... Uh, swept back horns coming from his temples that are very regal looking and bedecked with gold. So it's just the four of us in the hallway, right? Yes, it is just the four of you in the hallway. All the doors have disappeared and everything. The uh, only other thing you see is the table with the cards on it and the writing on the wall above it. Then uh, the squim's gonna go straight up over towards that towards the table with the cards. All right. Devis is going to follow. He's keeping an eye out, and uh, as Squim separates himself for the pact, he's uh, turning on his detect evil goggles. Quite evil. All right. Bling, bling, bling. <laughs> yeah. Which, which of you show up is the question. Uh, I am evil. I didn't give myself an alignment. Let me see if I did not need one of those. You should have did that. (laughs) Rude. Uh, Well, now you have to be evil. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. uh, This witch is evil. And what's great is I can say witch all night, and you never know if I'm just saying my class or if I'm saying another word. Uh, Yeah, uh, yes. It's going off for um, Zelter as well. And she'll say, 
Uh, it's not technically just four. There's my friend. And uh, from within the robes uh, walks out uh, the size of a small cat, a uh, green sting scorpion. Ah, uh, vermin. Well, only mechanically. <laughs> with, with, with a with a grunt of disgust, uh, Lucian will approach the card wall. Well, there's nothing remarkable about the table. Uh, there are three cards laying face down on it. And as I said, the uh, writing on the wall to each of you appears to be in your native language. And there's there doesn't appear to be any difference between the cards or... No, the back of the cards are all the same. Well, as I'm quite aware that I'm no form of traitor this group, as I've no prior knowledge of any of this, I would venture a guess that it's one of you two. Uh, logically speaking. Which is exactly what someone would say. Of course they would. So I don't expect you to trust me. But I'm right nonetheless. The only thing I can tell for sure is that it's obviously not me. Devis will walk forward and look at the cards and be like, does anyone else have any input? Let's just get this ball rolling. I was reading a pleasant book on the taxidermy of an Akata before I got mm. here. Lovely. Well, traveling on the grandest of roads, one should keep to the right. He'll kind of reach over towards the right-hand card. Are there any objections? One. And he'll just take a five-foot step back, and then he'll say, Now proceed. Agreeable. And uh, Lucian also stays back. <laughs> if everyone else is getting that nervous, Devis is going to kind of like shrug off part of his cloak and just go ahead and kind of draw the uh, the scimitar that he was holding and reach down and flip over the right hand card. All right. As the card is flipped over, a set of large wooden double doors appear at the opposite end of the hallway. They have intricate carvings on them that match the image seen on the card, which, if you are at all familiar with tarot decks, it is the full. The doors open on their own, and on the other side appears to be another hallway that ends in about 15 feet. Is it right side up or upside down? It, it's right side up. Mr. Desnan, you might, uh... You might be the first one to walk through, seeing how you're the one who chose. Isn't that your whole thing, travel and and going first into places where no one else has set foot? For the most part. Hunting down those who would take advantage of others on the road. And yeah, with that, he'll start heading down the hallway. Bandits, quite the plague, yes. Yes, bandits. That's what I meant. Can I sense motive that? <laughs> the fact that we all didn't just sense motive everyone's opening uh, <laughs> sentence just shows how committed to this this event as uh, possible. Oh, that wasn't super good. That was a ten. Let me um start scrambling for my dice, and they are not in this room at the moment. So, <laughs> so the fool draw the fool. 
that is a grand total of uh, doesn't matter. He's not lying. He, he's being figurative, I, I suppose, would be what you would get from it. Just, you know, road of life, people who would impede others' paths. Yeah, slaying evil. Fair enough. Which he obviously knows you are. <laughs> Why would he view himself as evil? Oh, yeah, no. And more, I, I suppose it would be it's obviously that uh, Devis counts you as You don't such. like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, you've got a wild bug up your ass, I can see, but still. It's not my wild bug. <laughs> uh, no, I suppose that would be quite noticeable. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have nightmares now about scorpions, giant scorpions being up people's asses. All right, continue. They're tiny scorpions. That's a giant fucking scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> if if your scorpion is as big as my cat, we've got an issue. No, no. If the scorpion is as big as the cat, you're in Australia. <laughs> So these doors have opened. What are you doing? Sword out. Keeping detective will turn forward. I know it's all over the place behind me. And uh, <laughs> kind of look for any impending threats as I cautiously move forward. When you move into the hallway, it is empty. You do not see any other exits. Um, But from your point of view, as you move through, the doors disappear on your side. It's just another wall. For those still on the other side of the doors, the doors are still there. Zelter will walk forward and draw two wands. Um, well, what do you see? Do I hear that? No. You can't just ignore me all night. And uh, Zelter will walk forward. So we just see him, like, mouthing words? When... She's in the in the same hallway as you. You can hear her, but once she walks through the other side to her, the doors disappear. And if she conversates with the companion on the other side, y'all cannot hear that. You can just see that they are talking to each other. Interesting. Hmm. Well, uh, Mr. Squim, was it? You can call me Mr. Showmoth. Squims for friends. And that were not for sure. Well, after you. And uh, he, he just kind of like, his his good eye, he, he glances at you out of the corner and uh, says, well, this one's got the right idea with the wands. And he'll gingerly like reach into his belt and tap himself uh, right quick and then uh, tuck it away and proceed. So I will mm. cast a spell on myself. Uh, Lucian will narrow his eyes, and he'll pull out a wand of his own. Actually, I have to roll to use mine, though. That's a failure, but not a bad one. And I can no longer use my wand of shield for the rest of the day. Huzzah. I guess, guess it just like witnessing the, uh, the not quite mishap there, but the, the failure says, uh, you sure you know how to use those things, boy? And they work about half the time for me. And don't call me boy. I'm more likely your elder. You sure you don't want to hand those over to someone who knows how to use them? And risk it being stolen away. I think not. I just move forward without my shield. Fine. Be happy setting your possessions on fire. My possessions are quite ready for flames. Just proceeds into the hallway. 
So as everybody moves past these double doors, the little hallway you're in begins to fade away. And you find yourself standing in an entryway, a small lobby. The building is dimly lit, and while definitely in need of some repair and cleaning, it has an almost clinical feel to it. From an open door on the right, a small gnomish man greets you. Ah, welcome to Shadow Mains, home for the blighted. Are you here to visit a patient, or are we checking somebody in today? I don't believe either yet. Um, we are passing through. Ah, well, we don't get many passer-throughs here, I guess you'd say. Uh, most people are not comfortable around those that are ill. Well, uh, I think Squim would speak up and say, uh, well, perhaps we are checking someone in today. It, uh, and he just kind of like yanks a thumb back and he says, it seems one of these three has some traitorous intentions on their mind. And uh, we might be needing a hospital for that one when the time comes. Uh, well, we're not primarily a, a, a hospital for the uh, physically injured, you understand. Oh, lovely. We're in a sanitarium. Oh, great. So if this goes uh, one way or the other, I might be checking in anyway. Uh, do you have some issues, dear? Oh, we can go over those when the time comes, but it's nice to know that I have a, a spot to lay down. Oh, yes, yes. Is, are there windows? I'd like to reserve a room by a window if I could. I, I'm sure we could work something out. You do understand that the windows have to be barred, though, uh... Some of the patients, it would not be good if they escape. Oh, I've never seen a bar be the only thing to stop me. I'll be fine. Very well. Uh, I'll put a room on hold for you, I suppose. You, you mentioned these blighted. Um, this is a word we've heard a good bit of recently. Can you give us any more information? Oh, yes. Once on a wall, a good bit of... Sounds like you might be a little more familiar with all this. Well, uh, the blighted, uh, they, something has addled their minds, I suppose, is the simplest way to put it. They, uh, they talk a lot of nonsense, if they talk at all, and some of them are quite violent. I check all three. I don't know why we must continue. Well, I can certainly prepare a room for you, dear, if that is what you wish. Just, I don't know if one of these is going to try to stab me in the back, so just, just, just let, let the orderlies know that my scorpion takes high tea at four and requires walks. I, I will note that. I, um, I think these places are normally no pets allowed especially large poisonous ones it's a tiny scorpion i keep saying it's not that large tiny as compared to to medium large and huge monsters i've seen centipedes of greater size but no scorpions personally you feed something right you get back what you put in it's just the fact of life <sighs> And perhaps the lady speaking to her pet bug uh, might be uh, in a bad way about one of these rooms. Perhaps uh, introduce us to the company we're going to be keeping. 
where these blighted? Well, they're they're in their respective rooms. Uh, there there are many of them. I I don't suppose it will hurt anything for you to talk to them so long as you don't upset them. Uh, I am of course responsible for the care, so if you upset them or harm them, there will be consequences. Mr. Shawmus, you seem rather relaxed with the concept of being stuck here at the end of all this. Ah, well, I'm a bit of a gambling man, and the way I see it, I've got a one in three chance of finding out which one of you is the traitor. According to that riddle on the wall, I've got this one and three more before I wind up stuck here. So I'm fine spending as much time in this pit of squalor as I need. Said that these were trials. What all are we supposed to do here anyway? Perhaps checking in the... This, uh... Somewhat mad woman. We'll, uh allow us to pass on to the next but rightly we should take our time here if if i could propose maybe i should be the one to take point in this the the fool there doesn't seem to be getting us very far and well i know a thing or two about being put on a trial hmm. do you now obviously not one of mine by all means madam walk first Oh, a sharp tongue you have. Not as sharp as his blade. Now, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the gnome? <laughs> no, Desna. Desna said that. <laughs> the ancestor from Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> Prodigious size alone does not dissuade the sharpened blade. Madam, given your countenance, I'm afraid that you haven't seen a good tongue in some time. <laughs> you just had to go there, didn't you, Sean? <laughs> I have depended on the kindness of strangers, but it it has been a while since someone came around my neck of the woods. Perhaps that's why she favors the scorpion so much. Not, not playing Russell right now. Not playing Russell right now. Can't make the joking character. Surely that's not the kind of injection one might want. Uh in any hedonistic sense. Oh, I'd take about any injection, to be honest. <laughs> Dear Lord. We're doing this, we're doing this, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> There's a special one of the hells for people like you. Anyway, lead on. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Why do I let Sean play my games, guys? I forget. <clears throat> All right, so... uh <laughs> He started it. I know we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if y'all move forward out of this lobby area, uh, you'll see a central room that is rather bare, has uh, a set of stairs on one side, and on the other side it has two uh, doorways, uh, which... The main door is open, but you can see down them, and there are hallways with a lot of other little doors lighting it. Uh, I guess 
strut over toward the the smaller doors do they look like patient cells or something along those lines yes yes they each have a little barred window in them that you can see inside there are, are people in them uh some of them are just sitting there staring at walls and stuff uh some of them pace around uh ramble just nonsense constantly there are some that are doing things like uh, drawing or, or little odd crafts of different kind. Uh, none of them look uh, particularly well-kept. Uh, they all have some clothes. They all seem to be fed on a regular basis, but uh, like they probably hadn't had a bath in months. And, Not uh, the most pleasant smell. I think as uh, Squim goes and he walks by, he's going to pull a uh, little wooden pipe out of his uh, coat pocket and he's just going to start going through the motions of like stuffing it with tobacco. And then, uh, you know, as he's like walking by, you'll kind of see him uh, lean in towards like the little few windows or the bars or however these doors work to to get an eye on one of the patients as as he like walks by these in turn and uh, he'll just kind of rattle the pipe on the uh, bars or view slot or whatever of the door to kind of get their attention and like gauge the uh, reactions of these uh, mentally ill patients. Like, a lot of them kind of start and dart backwards, and some of them just flat out ignore you. Uh, you assume they're, like, catatonic, because uh, they just don't seem to be interacting with much of anything. Um, as you come across one cell, though, and you make this noise, a woman jumps up and grabs the bars and she's she just starts immediately uh kind of ranting at you it's like you you have to let me out you have to let me out i have to find him i have to go home oh and then at at that point he kind of heel turns back in the direction of the group uh i would like to cast press the digitation on the pipe uh one effect to make it taste like blueberry and then okay. the the other one to light it. All right. Uh, and you know he he'll just kind of strut back towards the group, blowing little little clouds of blue smoke, uh, as as he just says, that one right there seems like uh, where you lot are headed after this. Get a good look. It's an awfully self-assured thing to say, Mister Shawna. Though I do appreciate your taste in smoke. It sounds like something only the traitor would be able to say. Indeed. Though don't think that suspicion is cast off of you, Master Fool. I'm the only one here who obviously couldn't be the traitor. Oh, obviously. Of course. At that point, don't you think I would pick a better disguise? Perhaps you have chosen a better disguise. This could be the best disguise of all. To be the odd one out? Precisely. And I don't see this happening to me. I would never be in a rush to hurry back to some man. (laughs) Now, let's take a look here. If we're pointing out the odd ones, not only are you not the only particular odd one out, (laughs) 
the good lady here, of course, stands out in a way. Our disfigured friend here stands out in his own. I'm obviously of a higher class than all of you. So that's no argument. Yes. I am the only one here whose soul isn't tainted. Ah, I see. Of course. Taint. That's what this is all about, then. Yes, I smell it, too. I wasn't speaking of the smell, but yes, it is quite apparent. Now, please, don't point it out. (laughs) You said you're higher class, but it's my experience that the true higher class individuals don't need to say it aloud. You're trying awful hard to prove a... Prove a point to little old us. It's simply best that you know your place. (laughs) Where is that? To stay here and be blighted? Well, it's certainly not going to be me. I've been blighted before. It'll pass. (sighs) (laughs) Well, needless to say, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make sure that none of you tricksy bastards stab me in the back. Now, one of y'all is playing awful nice and got real rough intentions with the rest. Well, I think by the end of this, most likely either three of us will be walking out or one of us will be walking out. And I fully intend, should it be the latter, that that is going to be me. Because if I have to make a decision and no clear-cut answer is made, you're all on the grill. You do know it would be roughly the same odds of survival if you and I were to just kill the other two. An interesting proposition, but one I'm not so sure I want to make with you. Because if you are this traitor, thusly you have prior knowledge, an advantage, so to speak. And we've four trials to go through, and we're only in the first. I don't expect, by the way that poem read, that we just get to skip out on those. There's a 50% chance that we, um, that we kill the traitor and are set free? Perhaps. But what of the trials? Find him, kill him, be set free. Fair wording. But you see, frankly, you're the one who's been shoving your eyes up my ass this entire time, so I don't quite trust you. Hmm. <laughs> You're the most insidious and least obvious of the three of you. Oh, of the man fully red in skin and with an eye burned out and a broken horn. Yes, I'm the most insidious. Thank you very much. Yeah, but that would be too obvious. obvious And the most insidious. I'll admit I've had my eyes up your ass as well, young sir. (sighs) But I'm not very discerning when it comes to all that. Let's get through with this first trial and see where we lay our lots. I'm in agreement. Perhaps a contingency or partnership can be struck later after we know more. We had more time to judge our peers. Hey guys, uh, could y'all make perception checks? Certainly. Oh, yeah. Uh, 18. 11. Or no, 14. 24. That's what's your sleight of hand? Well, that just gives the game away, doesn't it? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
So the uh, first one is... So it's a 24 sleight of hand. Beats, beats. Yeah. And then the second roll was a uh, 21. Okay, so yeah, that's that's enough. All right. So uh, you use your range disable uh, to slide a hand this padlock on the cell. Specifically for for the aggressive, like manic one. <laughs> the uh, anybody who meet or beat the twenty four uh, sleight of hand knows that he's unlocked the cell. How far away am I from the lock? From where y'all? How far in did y'all come into the uh, hallway? Because I know he said he walked back towards y'all. I mean, we'd have to be within thirty feet of it. Yeah. Probably not super far. Probably walk in behind him as he hurriedly uh, bumped off. So, I don't know, 10, 15 feet would be my guess. Okay, yeah. So so y'all are relatively close then to, to this door that he has unlocked. I, I, I'll say you're probably within 10 feet of it. Okay. As I see the door lock, I'm going to hold the scimitar out towards him and step forward and st- reach up and close the lock again. Alright, uh, make a reflex to see if you're fast enough to get the lock before this guy gets out. That'd be a 28. Okay, yeah, so you grab the lock in, in your hand to, and stop it from completely falling as this person on the other side is just banging against this door uh, trying to get it open. Someone is casting spells behind our backs. Was it the gnome? <laughs> Do you not see the pointing of the scimitar? Well, that's not a spell. Why are we drawing weapons already? I thought we agreed to complete the first j- trial. I think no, someone's no. trying to give us additional trials. And I think this leaves only two more people on the table. Either... You over there are pulling some bullshittery over here on Mr. Shawmuth, or Mr. Shawmuth is indeed casting spells and causing trouble. He just raises his hands and he says, No magic on these fingers. I pull out a wand and I like point it at myself and I try to use it. Uh, Zelter hops back when he sees when she sees uh, him holding a wand. <clears throat> Nothing happens for a round. You froze time for one round? No, I didn't <laughs> activate my wand. I know, I was being silly. <laughs> if nobody does anything, I try is, again. Is that the trinket you use to unlock that door? No, rather this allows for the detection of magic. And and uh, after that, it goes and I start detecting magic. Okay, uh, roll me a fortitude save. A fortitude, sir. I'm good at those. Uh, 24. All right. So, yeah, pretty much everything around you lights up uh, extremely brightly, but uh, you're able to quickly shield your eyes and prevent yourself from being blinded by it. Oh, I, I like wave the wand away to dismiss it. Uh, bollocks. I don't know. See something you didn't like? Too much. Is it an x-ray wand? 
No. It would appear that our very environment is nothing but magic. Lovely. So that limits one's ability to discern much in this matter. I suggest whatever the two of you are doing, you should perhaps walk up front. Simply pointing out that he cast the spell. It's not my fault you couldn't spot it, as I secure the lock. And nor is it my fault if you happen to be lying, good sir. So, if you would. If I would what? Walk. Proceed. Do whatever it is in the hell you do. I was closing the lock. Very good. You seem to have accomplished that. I think if this man's going to be making claims and drawing swords, there should at least be one person between the two of us. Discourage traitorous intentions. I have no trouble being between the pair of you in any way we can keep going. I will just squeeze right in between the pair of you. Man, I'm just gonna, gonna make sure I'm not in like arm's reach, blow smoke in your general direction. Uh, Zelter will breathe in deep. If I can open the lock from afar, what do you think five feet's going to do? Now, if only we could determine whether that was sarcasm or a slip of the tongue. Was the tongue joke a crack at our speech impedimented new friend here? That was uncalled for. Uh, was he the one speaking? I think not. Well, this is all quite awkward. What's next now? We have a ranting woman in the room, yes. You've obviously attempted something. Two? Yeah, I'm not speaking about you. Well, there are several ranting people in some of these uh, cells. It's just one of them was actually seemed to be aware of someone, a presence at their cell. It wasn't just idle ramblings. It was du- direct conversation. Then I, I guess, approach and begin speaking to this manic one at the cell door and say, uh, excuse me, miss, you said you need to get out of here. Yes. Yes. Do you have the keys? I don't have the keys, but I might be able to talk to someone who has. But I need you to tell me some things about this place and your current condition, if you so please. It doesn't appear to need the keys. What What do you want to know? I'll tell you what I can. We've got a lot of unanswered questions about this place. Something about blighters. Yes, Shadowmane. He, call, he calls us blighted. Shadowmane is his name. Mm-hmm. The, the, the man that runs this place? Uh, that the gnome. Yes. Yes, he's a little thing. If I could get out, I could squish him. Oh, yes, that wouldn't be necessary, ma'am. Now, you said he runs just this asylum? Or is he responsible for this whole game that we've been dragged into? I, I, I've only ever seen him here. 
I, I don't know where he comes from. I don't know who he is. He's just in charge here, and he brings. They bring people here, and then they put them in cells. And he says they're blighted, and you have to stay. And the longer you stay, the matter you go. Did you ever play any of these games? Face down any of these traitors? There was a traitor. There was a traitor. And I take it you didn't find this traitor? We decided... We decided not to hurt anyone. Oh, you poor dear. Apparently you chose wrong. I don't think we have any worries of making the same mistakes with this group. Yes, it very much sounds like you actively chose to lose the game. I apologize that you were in a worse situation than myself, miss. So when this traitor revealed themselves, how did that come about? They did not. There, there was... There was a trial, and we chose not to hurt anybody. And then I was here. And your companions? I I do not know. I I don't know if they are here or if they are elsewhere. Do you remember what their names were, little one? Ah, there, well, there was a man, um... They called him Tegan. Um, he was with us. Tegan and Franklin, they were brothers. And then there was Jeanette. I see. And what's your name, sweet one? Kara. I see. Well, I suppose it's uh, only right that I do what I can to put in a good word with the uh, warden and say that good old Kara has been awfully helpful during our time here. And uh, then he'll he'll turn, he'll like blow some smoke into the window and uh, he'll turn back to the group and he says, well, if we want to get to the bottom of this mystery, perhaps we go in search of Tegan, Franklin, and Janet. And Kara will call out as you walk away and she'll say, what number are you on? Point five, my dear. One. This is the first, as far as I can tell. Then do it quickly. Figure out who it is. I suppose that means we got some kind of time limit. After I root out the traitor, I'll see what I can do about coming back. There. They don't make any sense, the trials. We didn't know what was going on half the time. Nothing much about any of this makes much sense. I guess, where, where's the gnome? He's still back at his office, uh, filling out the paperwork for your friend there who said she might want a room. <laughs> Let's go find this gnome and see if we can locate Tegan, Franklin, and Janet. They might be able to give us a better idea as to what to look for in uh, one of these ghouls or goblins that are thinking about stabbing us in the back. I would imagine one of them at least isn't here. At least one. Well, process of elimination then. Indeed. Off we go. Alright, so y'all head back around to the main office? Seems reasonable. 
Shadowmane is sitting behind the desk filling out the paperwork and everything. And when y'all walk in, he'll look up and uh, look straight at the little witch and be like, oh, I've got your paperwork done when you're ready. All you have to do is is, is sign some Mr. Shadowmane. Hold on, I'm talking to a potential client. <laughs> yes, don't be rude, sir. Just Please. confirming something. Very well, go ahead. So, I have the packet all ready for you, and you can review everything, and when you are ready, sign the documentation, and I will see that your room is prepared, and as you can see, I have made the notations concerning your scorpion. Ah, literature, that's lovely. Yes, we were finally going to complete the first trial, but I could use some light reading as these two boys fight over me. Well, you can't blame them, dear. No, I can't. You know, you're an attractive woman, and, well, they are men. Excuse me, Mr. Shadowmane, do you normally wear glasses? (laughs) Well... No. Dick. I suppose no accounting for taste. You keep nagging me and you may be my first victim. Ah, first. So perhaps the catch him was indeed a ruse. I am not familiar with the writing, but perhaps they were just being a little misogynistic in their telling of a tale. It does happen, dear. It seems that most writers tend to just throw around uh, male pronouns when they are talking in general terms. When I find the son of a bitch that does this, I will tear him limb from limb. But what if it's not a him? Are you no better than them? I'm no better than anyone, my dear. It's that much is true. Circumstance. Sir, sir, you're trying to reason with this young lady, and she has already told you that she is fit for a room in this place. You have a point. Well, let me look over the materials provided, and I'll see if I'll go in quietly, but we really have made zero progress whatsoever, and I don't know that I'd like this facility just yet. Is there a water feature? Is there... Game night? Well, if you like, I could call one of the orderlies um, and have them give you a, a tour. I would love that. Shadowmane, was it? Yes. Oh, you are a magnificent administrator. Thank you. Well, I have been doing this a long time. Uh, my father ran the place before me, you see. Oh, nepotism. Lovely. Yes. And uh, he'll pick up a little bell and ring that. And a guy will walk in... Uh, and he'll be like, Cade, uh, this this young woman wants a tour of the facility. She's thinking of checking herself in. And uh, he keeps calling me young lady. I love it here. <laughs> and Cade will turn around and be like, uh, will the rest of you be taking the tour or no? Does this tour have a stop by the cafeteria? Oh, yes, of course. Then I shall join. I suppose it can't hurt. Yes, and I'm not letting the lot of you out of my sight. So, uh, Kate will lead y'all out and back into the main hall. And, of course, he will point down the two hallways, uh, that one of which you walk down. And he'll say, now, these are where the, uh, worst off patients are kept. Um, when they become dangerous, they are moved here. But, of course, this is not the kind of room you would be wanting, madam. 
So uh, the other facilities are upstairs. Uh, very well, yes. My, my innate danger should not be held against me just because I'm proficient with several ways of murder. No, no, we do not lock people up for being proficient. Uh, we lock them up when they actually attempt to kill one of us. Oh, I could never kill any of you. You're just doing a job. Let's go. Let us see the upstairs. I want to see the view from the higher floors. So he will start up the stairs. Surely it should depend on their proficiency if they're punched or not. Well, you at least have a good plan on how to get a quick ticket to your room. Throw a punch at an orderly and you'll be in bed faster than you can count. I suffer from insomnia. This may be for my benefit. <laughs> I'm sure you suffer many things, ma'am. I am very insufferable, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he leads you up these stairs, and it opens up first into uh, basically a common area. There's a lot of seating and stuff, and there are people sitting around, talking, playing games, reading books, these kind of things. Uh, and I'll say, no, madam, this is the common area. This is where those who have not become dangerous often spend their free time. Uh, excuse me, my lord, if this isn't to your liking, but this is for the common people. Yes, it looks quite nice. And uh, I'd like to do a... Uh, what kind of books are being read? Um, if you look around, there's actually quite a variety. Um, different different patients are reading different things based on, on their taste. There's everything from like general like fiction books, uh, you know, stories, things of that to people reading books on different kinds of studies, uh, such as engineering, arcana, things of that nature. You don't restrict the patients to uh, a strict curricula of literature. Uh, no, ma'am. We have a library, and patients are free to read what they wish, one book at a time, of course, so that the others remain on the shelves for those who might have use for them. I would have so much time. Oh yes, a lot of free time for reading. And then of course there there's the staff. They will make sure that uh, if, if you want tea or something while you sit and read, that it will be brought to you. Doesn't this look better and better? I suppose from the point of view of someone who plans to stay here. Oh, I'm not one to make plans. I'm just prepared for eventualities. Uh, how old does she look? Quite old. Uh, she's a half-elf, but she's... She's, uh, not cronish, but, uh, definitely aged. Yes, I suppose at your age it doesn't do much well planning ahead. He will, he will lead you down these hallways, and, uh, there is a, a very nice library. There is a dining room. It has menus set out where people can just sit down and order food. Um, there is a lot of little rooms. Um, they're each about the size of a, a normal bedroom. Um, and they have a bed and a dresser and vanity and stuff. And he would explain those are the private rooms. So the, the upstairs is much, it, it feels more homey, more comfortable overall. Uh, more, more like a vacation stay than the little cells downstairs. 
Madam, are you quite done? I don't think we're learning anything important here. I've got basically all the knowledge I need to make my decision now, but let's see what sort of fun these trials can give us. Oh, well, can we go search for Tegan and whatever those other peasants were? And Cade, the orderly, will turn around and say, uh, you were wanting to see Tegan? Please. If they do indeed exist, yes. Well, we have a patient here called that. That's the one. Did he come in about the same time as the one known as Kara? Yeah, they came in together. Alongside a Franklin and a Janet? It was just the two of them. Um, he's a pretty depressed fellow. Evidently, his brother died recently. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I suppose that narrows the trait down to Jeanette. So it can be her. Indeed. I'm sorry, dear, but you're back on the table with greater certainty. I'm perfectly fine being on a table, on a chair, on a bed, on the floor. From a window to a wall. (laughs) I don't have balls. (laughs) <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I am blaming Sean for Don's character choices. <laughs> We're going to have to edit out that bad language in post. <laughs> no, no, I, I checked with that. It's in my contract. Anything I perform in, we're allowed to cuss. <laughs> I'm giving people something a little special this time. A little razzle-dazzle. Cade will escort y'all back to the sitting room and point to a man who is sitting at a table by himself. He's got a, like, a deck of playing cards in front of him, but he's just kind of randomly shuffling and not doing anything with them. Seems to be kind of absent-minded. And he'll point him out and say, that's Tegan, if you wish to speak to him. Oh, hello, Tegan. Nice to make your acquaintance. And the guy will look up at you and be like, "Uh, do do I know you? You don't know me, but it's been brought to my attention that you know a certain Kara. Yeah, I know Kara. I haven't seen her in a few weeks. She, uh, she attacked Mr. Shadowmane and, well, they took her away. She brought it to my attention that uh, you were in a certain situation where uh, one of your friends was to betray you. Is that correct? That's that's what we were told. But uh, I don't know. Do you recall Franklin and Janet? Well, yeah, Franklin's my brother. Was and my brother. Janet? Uh, he was a stranger, just as Kara was. And uh, it doesn't seem like either one of them are in this hospital. No. Uh, the girls, they, they ganged up against my brother. He He died. Miss Kara is a liar, then. Interesting. And, uh... Most people, by the time they take them away, 
they're not thinking straight. Not, I don't even know if they half of them know what they're saying. And that Janet made it out unscathed. I don't know what happened to her. What's the last you? What's the last you did know? We were in this kind of arena, um, and told to fight each other. And uh, well, I wasn't going to hurt my brother, of course. And I was brought up where you don't you don't lift a hand against a woman, you know. I see. Your first mistake. So, uh... Indeed, in a fight to the death, it doesn't matter who's across the table. Just looks over his shoulder towards the assembled party and he says, and just let it be on record that I don't have such qualms. (laughs) Nor do I. Nor do I. It matters to me. It matters to me. I have to live with myself, so... Well... In any case, given the information we received, it would seem that you made the wrong choice. Thankfully, Franklin doesn't have to live with such a burden. Indeed. Well... I have a thought. Demis, Kara's only desire is to escape this place. She was put away for attacking Mr. Shadowman. Does this strike anyone else as a particular target as opposed to an orderly? Hmm. You come for the king, you better not miss. Indeed. That I'm familiar with. Are you implying that he might be the puppet master behind this? No, I think he's implying that he is a king. If any, Do any of you know Draconic? Yes. Uh, my last name means Red King in Draconic. Oh. I'm going to say no, but then promptly turn around and start picking my languages. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He just made that last name up. Actually, I got it from from a draconic translator. Uh... <laughs> just got it out of a box of cracker jacks. <laughs> just... Tegan will speak up again. He'll say, "Look, all I know is that Franklin and I adventured off into this forest in search of a rather rare flower." because they said it might help our mother. She was ill. We had no connection to the forest before, knew nothing about the place. And so I knew that neither of us were part of whatever this was. And I don't know what happened to Janet. She's just, like I said, Last thing I remember, I was sitting in the arena. I watched my brother fall. Next thing I knew, I was here. Car was here as well. Is the arena... What round was that for you? Uh... I think it was the last one. Obviously. Beyond that, what card was it? It's hard to tell. One of the things we were never able to decipher was whether every time you flipped a card whether that counted as a trial or not because at one point we flipped a card and we found ourselves in a place that was just like a cabin full of food and beds to rest and nothing happened and no one else was there so was that a trial was that not a trial what you know 
We, we never quite figured it out. What did you do with this? We ate, we slept, we rested, got healed up from some injuries we'd had earlier. What can you tell us about this Janet? Kara's still here, so I'm inclined to say it was Janet who was your ultimate betrayer. She act strange? No, uh, honestly, up until the end, I, I figured it was Kara. Janet was uh, very young, you know, barely grown, uh, very soft-spoken, scared of her own shadow. Well, did she have reason to be scared of her own shadow? Uh, it's just an expression. Like, everything frightened her. She, uh, she was a local from the little village we were staying in. And uh, had never been away from home. Didn't know how to fight, didn't know how to do anything. What was that little town you were in? Uh, Woodspell. Of course. So it seems like whatever this is, is centered around this place. But yeah, I I, I would have never have suspected her of anything. She, uh, like I said, she may have been 14, 15 years old. Well, she's the local. That makes it all the more likely that it was her. She just seemed like a scared little girl to me. So maybe whatever's behind this likes their traders young. Guess I'm off the table. I wouldn't call myself old, but I'm no spring chicken. And uh, he just kind of looks at the only person not to talk. I don't think he's very young either. No, not horribly. Devis is probably, probably in that weird stage. He could be late 30s. He could be early 50s. That's called 40s. Regardless, uh, he's dating a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Only after a second divorce. <laughs> Hot takes on Dustrous Podcast. <laughs> Tegan will say, Kara, Kara went after Shadowman because he says that all these talks are just mad ramblings of the blighted, uh, but she thinks he knows something. So... She went after him, and she got herself locked up. Would you agree with the assessment that Kara made that none of these trials make any sense? Yes, most definitely. Uh, the first room we walked into, it was a big ballroom that was illuminated with all these chandeliers and stuff. But there were a set of columns around it, and on the other side of the columns, the light was extremely dim. And we go in. And there's nothing, and we can't figure out what's going on, and all of a sudden we're being assaulted by something we can't see. And the trial, I suppose, was to figure out that uh, the being could only be seen if it was not in bright light, that you had to fight it in the little frame of the columns around the room in order to see it. Thank you very much for that information. Might we happen across such a challenge? We will be better prepared. But there there didn't seem to be any consistency. Um, nothing to help us understand how things fit together or what we were supposed to be doing. And then we would just find another table with another set of cards and we didn't know what we had accomplished or what we had learned that was of any importance. Well, that settles it. It's not the destination, but the journey. We just have to go through the motions. 
I almost agreed completely with you there. I take back what I just said. <laughs> well, if we simply go through the motions, surely then the traitor will be left and we will, all the rest of us, end up here. That would be the part I didn't agree with. Indeed. See, I think that may be the key. Kara said something after we were here, that maybe the true trial was four chances to determine who to get rid of. And the real judges are the friends we made on the way. <laughs> it's a good thing to know I won't be judged. <laughs> oh, too late, my friend. Uh, but you aren't a real judge. Not ordained or went through the proper schooling, but I, I judge heartily, heavily, and with an open mind. But per your words, you're not a friend I intend on making. Lots of way, I think maybe Clara was right. That maybe the quote-unquote trial was just another opportunity to find out who we should be eliminating. And instead, we were trying to solve some great puzzle. Well, I don't think... Despite any formation of personal opinions, I'm not sure much proof has been levied against anybody thus far. Perhaps one of you two motioning at Squim and Devis uh, with the little thing back at the lock. You mean the spell he cast? Or the lie that you spoke. Either one. Do I strike you as a liar? Uh, you don't strike me as anyone. I saw what I saw. If you want to make it out alive, you'll eventually come to the right conclusion. Oh, we shall see. One of the two of you is awfully sure about something at this point, so perhaps that will leverage the rest of us something to do later on. Intentions are higher. Worst comes to worst, we could just kill the both of you. You could try. Indeed I could, Mr. Shawmuth. And we are right back to where we were outside the cells of the sanitarium. Let us go forth. Yes, I want to see if Mr. Shadowmane will check himself into a room. And I, if everyone is okay with that. Yeah. Back to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. All right. So y'all head down to the lobby and walk to the office. The door is not shut, but it's not wide open either. And as you walk in and kind of nudge the door open, the office is empty, except for a single table with three cards on it. Hmm. Well, that's anticlimactic. And that is where we take our first break, and we let our patrons try to influence you into what they think is going on here. All right. So y'all are standing in what was an office just a few moments ago. But there is simply a table with three cards on it. So I, I suppose at this point I'm overcome with a wave of nausea. <laughs> oh, only if you're standing too close to uh, the lawful good paladin. I feel like we walked in together. I'm a charge in my smite. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think he'll just like, is, is it sickened or is it nauseous? Or is it just fluff? It's fluff. Okay, so so yeah, he'll just like retch a little bit, just and uh, stumble a away from 
Like, I, th- does it seem like it has a direction to it? Are you in, you would know the source. So yeah, he, he kind of just like stumbles away, just like holding his stomach, and he's like, "The bastards put a hex on me." I resent that. I didn't put a hex on any of you yet. <laughs> Good slip, madam. And now, what are you on about, Mister Shawmus? You can't see my slip either. Do you have an X-ray wand? I do not. Oh no. <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> he just says, uh, "The man's staring daggers into the back of my head, and now I'm overcome with nausea." Are you sure it isn't his smell? I've not stood close enough to detect, nor do I care to. It's merely the reaction of the traitorous to the just. You are standing just as close as I was. Yes, but I do tend to hold my breath around such people. And yet, only one of you was repelled. I'll step away from him. <laughs> I, I think he, he just kind of backs opposite, on, on like the opposite side of the desk from the party. Well, we're here. Let's... Who's going to draw? Uh, Mr. Fool. Before that, perhaps a mild discussion. It would seem that we haven't really done much of anything. We didn't solve any great mystery. This seems to be one of those moments they were speaking of that make little sense, but we also have to perhaps consider how much stock should we take on a couple of people in a madhouse? The only solid thing I've learned has been based on the actions of one of you. Well, don't play coy. Which one of us are you accusing now? The same one. The one who tried to cast the spell without any of us noticing. Shall we see? Then I think we have our two primus suspects. Perhaps now with some heavier leanings. However, we have three cards before us and it would seem... We may be pressed for time. You seem awfully threatened by me, boy. Perhaps you're trying to get rid of me? Traitor? I simply saw what I saw. To be honest, you were my last pick until that moment. That's an awfully convenient statement to say after you haven't been accusing me for so long. The last pick until I'm the first name out of your mouth. I'm sorry, I'm more the silent contemplative type until someone casts spells to attempt to release a madwoman upon us. No spells have been cast by these hands. I never said you used your hands. Actually, that's a good question with the, uh... Oh, I was about... <laughs> oh, shit! Good job, so, Don. <laughs> as you are arguing... As you are arguing... The scene suddenly changes. The walls fall away from you. And all of a sudden, you're standing outside in the center of a massive graveyard. Before you are two freshly dug graves and a strange woman digging a third. Is it Zelter? That's my sister, Belter. Sister! <laughs> uh, greetings, madam. What brings you here? Or brings us here to you? I think that would be you, oh, madam. Uh, that's, that's a very, very good question. Uh, I didn't go anywhere, so you must have come to me, yes? Yeah. Or one of those for us. Oh, yes. These 
I'm preparing them for, well, those that don't make it. Uh-huh. So, how in the hell is this supposed to be a trial? Perhaps the clue's at the bottom. Would you like to check? I was going to ask you, please. Oh, please, you're much closer to the ground than I am. Sure to fall for you. Seems to me the trial is a statistical one. Put two bodies in those graves, you increase your chances of being uh, the last man standing. Well, I am digging a third if you need it. 100% if uh, you kill everyone else. You there, madam, what is your name? What is your purpose here, other than to dig a grave? That, that is my purpose, is to dig graves. Sully? That's all you do? Well, I tend the graveyard, and I wait. And if, uh, if it seems like we may be getting new residents, I prepare the graves for them. I see. And do others pass through here? Oh, from time to time. It's been a while. How might they leave? Oh, well, I don't even know how they get here, much less how they leave. Is this just like an endless graveyard, or...? As far as you can tell. So, gravestones as far as the eye can see. Yes. Where we're at, can we see any graves that look uh, more recently dug than the rest? Like, are there some that are still uh, kind of forming? from a possible no, last no. group? No, these, these have, have pretty much settled, except for there are two graves kind of to the uh, right and a couple of rows back from where she is digging that look like they haven't completely settled down. Hmm. They're probably the freshest graves here. Okay, Zelter will uh, uh, stride directly for them. All right. So... On these two graves, you simply see their tombstones have been erected, and you see the names of Franklin and Janet. I found them. Found who? Janet and Franklin. Rest in peace. Grave digger, how long have have those uh, graves been buried? I don't know just by looking at them. Oh, you meant the other grave digger. I'm sorry. Um, well, I don't know for certain. Time is strange here. But uh, they've not been there too long because uh, their ghosts have not arrived yet. So have not seen them anyway. Are either of them empty? No. That, well, I mean, you'd have to dig them up to know for sure. But they, they appear to oh, be. He's, he's asking her. Uh, she said, no, um, there, there, there are bodies in each. Can I sense motive? Yes. I'd like to as well. You're 25. Don't even worry about me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, with the 25, she seems to be telling you the truth. That would mean our traitor is back at the asylum. And uh, at this, Zelter is going to start patting her rose. What? What? Oh, no. No, he's still here. 
I, I thought I misplaced my, my friend. You named your scorpion traitor? Well, not in the common tongue. That's fortuitous. <laughs> and perhaps it was a play then. Perhaps we just have to kill the bug. I would really appreciate you not doing that. And I don't know what voice I'm doing anymore. But it's okay, my accent's changed a few times It's alright, we'll get you a new one (laughs) Just set him on one of these headstones and let me grab this rock I'm just cycling through different Batman iterations By the end of the night, I'll just be talking like this Why do you want to betray me? (laughs) Why are the drugs? All in favor of exterminating this scorpion, say aye Nay Aye Aye I seriously doubt the animal's a traitor, but... That was an eye. <laughs> the scorpion, please. Over my dead body. That can be arranged. Um, if you want to make my job easier, bring her over here so she at least dies in the grave. <laughs> uh, at this, uh, the, the two wands, I'm gonna, uh, poke one and cast a spell on myself. And then uh, poke myself again with another one. Just kind of like look over to the. It was Lucius, right? Lucian. Yeah, Lucian. Sorry, wrote, wrote it down wrong. Oh, is it Lucian? Uh, I thought you said Lucian before when we were talking. I, it's just pronunciation. Lucian, Lucian. You can do it yeah. either way. I'm fine. Appaloosa. Appaloosa. <laughs> I thought Tracy liked that one. So it's. Uh... Just just kind of like look over to Lucian and say, well, it seems in, in the last. Uh trial there were two traitors in cahoots with each other Kara and Janet most likely do you think these two might be working together and he just kind of does like the little metal fingers pinky pointing at Zelter and uh, index finger pointing at uh, Devis yeah Devis but Devis is going to shrug and go I have no objections to you killing the witch you see, now that just makes me more suspicious. <laughs> hmm. I have a thought. Now, madam, it is very, uh, very suspicious, I think. Very, uh, coincidental, if it does amount to nothing, that your scorpion's name is Traitor in any language. But let us, let us take a short think before we put ourselves into a fight and waste our resources yes potentially in honesty it's their name is not traitor it was just to see who i could get riled up uh, this is anund he is my scorpion he is not that i know of uh called traitor in any language but it was nice to see how quick you were all to throw me to the grave digger well we were just going to throw the bug and I told you that would not happen unless it was over my cold corpse. Well, your corpse would not be cold, that is certain. I'm as cold as a witch's tit. <coughs> and I want to keep saying that joke until some of you start laughing, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the thermodynamics of the whole situation. <laughs> yes. With an exposed robe. <coughs> Uh. Well, regardless then, if that is the case, and I got a 15 cents motive for what it matters, 
Uh, to whom? At you. I'm telling the truth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are four of us and a scorpion. Perhaps we can assume that the scorpion is not quite ample enough to be our traitor, though not taking it off the table. Oh, uh, what was the card that I flipped over? I guess I should have asked that. Oh, uh, you would have seen it briefly. It is the hanged man. Hmm. Well, there were four of them. There are four of us. I do not think that the traitor would be so punished. Would they not be in on this entire deal? Only one way to find out if, uh... Our current theories are correct, and that involves a shovel. So if one of those coffins is empty, then the theory is proven right. And very well. I believe the grave digger. Hmm? She's just an honest woman trying to make her way through life. Why? Honesty and truth are two different things. She can believe all she likes. Madam Gravedigger, might you do us a favor? I might. Disinter these two graves, please. He wants me to dig up bodies. Yes. That is not a very good idea. And why is that? Well, like I said, I have not seen their ghosts yet, but that doesn't mean they are not around. The ghosts tend to get upset if you disturb their graves. Uh, madam, over there, can you do a little dance for us? You want me to dance? Not you. Not no, no the other one. Seltar. I I never asked her name. I don't know her Lucian doesn't know her name, so he just calls her madam. <laughs> what sort of a dance would you like from me? What could my um, perhaps something with a little stomping, you know, fairly disrespectful. <laughs> Riverman it is. Stanky leg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Zelter will uh, go around stomping on the ground, just doing a little jig. Uh, no, River. Did I say River Man? I meant to say River Dance. River right? Dance. I demand a perform dance check. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> I mean, Devis isn't going to do it, but uh, he actually does have the skill. <laughs> Nine. Super disrespectful. <laughs> So you're dancing on these graves. Is it what is going on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, one, the, okay, the, everybody, roll initiative. All right. <laughs> oh God, damn it. Uh, that's a nat one. Just oh. uh, type them into the chat here so that yep. uh, I can see them. And all right, so you get the little witch to start dancing on these graves, and you see something starts to manifest behind her. Madam, I believe you have a guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. What? Oh, dear. Uh, this uh, spectral being seems to rise up from the ground, passing through the dirt as if it was not there. And you could tell this is a ghost of a young woman. 
um, that has emerged from Janet's grave. And so first in the initiative order. All right. With a 16. Nevis is going to uh, take a step back, keep his sword out to his side and uh, pull out a potion. And I'm going to take a ready action to attack anything that attacks me. All right. So next in the initiative order. Aye, that'd be Squim. That would be Squim. All right. So, uh, yeah, this dancing on the grave has caused this apparition to start to emerge from the dirt. Uh, Squim would like to scuttle away from the spirit trying to place as many party members in between him and it as possible and uh, he would like to hide behind a gravestone. Alright, you can make yourself. Okay. That's a 29. Alrighty. Next. I would like to attempt to speak to them who's still standing over by the gravedigger. Madam Janet, I presume. Alright. So, uh, Dawn, you little witch, what are you doing? Yep, uh, she'll turn around with a start and, uh, I, forgive the intrusion, I, I needed a conversation with you. Can you understand me? All right, so the two of you trying to talk to her, roll me diplomacy checks. Oh, I'm sure my witch has a bang in diplomacy. 26. 12. With the 26, she's going to look up at Lucian. And she will just kind of stare at you. She's not saying anything, but uh, it's obvious that she has heard you. She's acknowledging you. Ah, very good. If nothing happens when it cycles back to his turn, he will approach and continue talking. But it's not my turn right now. No, it's her turn. And she has come to a stop and is just staring. And so then it goes back to the uh, top of the order. And that would be Devis, who's going to continue to hold his action. All right. You saying hidden behind the gravestone there, Hats? Actually, uh, <laughs> God, Squim is an awful, awful person. Um, Squim would like to cast the message cantrip and begin whispering to the spirit. All right. <laughs> what are you going to say to her? Uh, what's... what's uh, Oh, God, I'm like scrolling past my notes here. Uh, what's what's Devis dressed like? Does does he have his weapon out? Yes. Okay. Then then he's he's just gonna kind of like glance around the headstone and say, uh, <laughs> "The one with the sword sought to dev to desecrate your grave. He's in cahoots with uh, Tegan and Franklin. Kill him." <laughs> You know, just I was just just stirring the pot. That's that's all he's doing. Sean. <clears throat> uh, so I will walk forward a, a small amount. Like, ah, oh, Miss Janet. Yes, uh, we had some questions for you. We happened across some of your uh, previous compatriots uh, in a loony bin. Might you be apt to aid some less fortunate than yourself? more fortunate than yourself. Well, which are you? Uh, more fortunate? I would expect we're not dead. Yet. Yet being the, uh, thing everything hangs on, isn't it? 
Well, yes, everything dies. Now, doesn't it? In this place? Yes. Yes, well, your prior compatriots, Kara and Tegan, was it? Uh, they're not dead. They're off their rockers, but they're not dead. They will be. Eventually, I'm sure. Regardless, uh, we had come to the prior assumption that you might be the traitor. However, they are sitting, quite frankly, in a poor position for such a thing. So, you here being dead, we know that you are quite dead. You're here. So, thusly, it is unlikely that you were the traitor. Because they're still around. What about your side by side enemy there that uh, you're buried next to? Does he happen to be occupying a box down there? Yes. You're talking about Franklin? Yes. Yes, quite. So that is two dead and two still trapped here. And there were only four of you? Yes. Only four, yes. Very interesting. And he looks around. So then, to the best of your knowledge, is there a traitor? There must be. Indeed, because your two friends are trapped. Well, because Franklin and I are trapped as well. We can't leave this place either. Even, even the dead do not belong here. Ah, wonderful to know. So it's also a trap for souls. Lovely. Nobody leaves until the traitor dies. Then who the bloody fuck is the traitor? One of the two that are still living. Then why would they be stuck? Well, if it had been I or it had been Franklin, it would have been over. Did you not finish your four trials? Well, I didn't, obviously. Obviously. What trial were you on when you died? I... The third, I believe. Hmm. Well, then perhaps it is one of them. Shame we can't go back, to the best of my knowledge. You can only go where the car is taking. So what about this place? What about it? Do you know anything of it? It's a place for the dead. Indeed, but we're here on a trial. You have not figured this part out yet. Well, we've a running theory that somebody needs to fill up those graves. But I thought I might ask. All the trials are the same trial. Find the traitor. Yes. Yes. Yes, well, if statistically speaking, your group is stuck here completely, then one of the two living is the traitor. Would they not have killed each other at this point? Well, I don't guess the traitor is going to run around killing people. What does the traitor stand to gain, then? We don't really know. We don't know why we're here. We don't understand what's going on, precisely. If we vanquish the ghosts, perhaps one of them is still. Is there any way we can wipe ghosts from existence? I've not dealt with much undead, believe it or not. I wouldn't know. You called me here so that you can kill me. Again. Just like a little hiss of a whisper in her ear. Yes. 
That was... It wasn't my intent to call you here, actually. But, um... Hmm. Perhaps instead of trying to figure out the trials, we just do the trials. Instead of trying to outthink it, just do it. Just do what? Would that not have them proceed with greater swiftness, and thusly by the end have the traitor unfound? I believe it is clear that we are not going to outsmart whoever is behind all this. Hmm. What are you suggesting? We just get down to it. Anyone that falls in the coming battle, I will revive, and if everything ends after their death, we continue. I have healing magics at my disposal. I have enough things to kill any one of us. But this waiting around is not helpful. And I've completely lost the voice. Not entirely sure that killing each other and then reviving each other is the appropriate option. Especially since it places quite a lot of reliance on you. I have been straightforward this entire time. As would say any one of us. And thus the quandary. How do we proceed then? I'm in agreement that we should figure out this trial. But we also need to do a little bit of soul searching, so to speak. She's right here. We found a soul just hanging out in the graveyard. Touche. I grow weary of this investigation. If I wanted a mystery novel, I would have stayed out of the forest. Yes. This is our survival, sirs. We must just push on. So you're telling me, miss, that one of the other two must do it. So let's simply go back to the sanitarium, murder the remainder. How are we to go back to the sanitarium unless we draw the fool again? The fool is right there. I just I just look at him and be like, well. Funny how the line of logic tends to run dry. Exactly. <clears throat> Mr. Shawmouth, if you would, stop hiding behind that rock. I, I guess he'll just kind of skitter out from behind it. Like put his put his elbows up on the top of the the headstone, and uh, he says, <clears throat> "It occurs to me that the only person here with a vested interest in reaching the end of this trial is the traitor, because if he lives by the end, and uh, then they win, and if we all die before then, then they win." Indeed. So how does the traitor lose? Traitor loses by dying. And how do we do that? By killing them. And how do you find out which one is correct? Well, Mr. Shormuth, that is quite the question, is it not? And how does one make such a person confess to their ill intentions? Pain is often a very good motivator. Yeah, the uh, gravekeeper will speak up at this and be like, I hear torture is a very nice way to do this. Indeed. Have you ever buried someone alive? I believe that our dear grave diggeress here has perhaps given us the answer to this particular trial. As from the mouth of each of these, somehow seems to direct us in the previous one, as we were directed to Mr. Shadowmane, and 
lo and behold, in his office was the next set of cards. This, whatever she is, has thought to bury someone alive. Obviously, these graves have something to do with this place. They're so blatant and obvious. I think it has little to do with putting a corpse in it and perhaps a person. But that then buys us the time to perhaps delve further without proceeding. Do I hear you volunteer, Hen? To put myself in the bottom of a hole filled with dirt? No. And then who are you volunteering? Oh, well, one of you, obviously. Or, actually, perhaps, Madam Gravedigger, would you mind getting in the hole? <laughs> if you bury me, who would send to the graveyard? I don't give a damn. Uh, when you aren't here, where do you, where do you reside? I am always here. Do you have a home? Do you have, uh, shelter? The graveyard is my home. But do you have a place to call your own where you could curl up with a good book? Oh, I'm far too busy for that. Do you know how difficult it is to appease all these ghosts? Perhaps it's time that someone just let the strongest survive. And at this, I am going to cast a hex on myself and fly 30 feet in the air. All right. Now, now. You think yourself up there to have an advantage. And I will use flame jet to raise myself into the air. No, like I said, the strongest shall survive. So uh, as a move action, I'm going to uh, adjust my robes and uh, pull off a uh, um, an, a bit of embroidery and uh, toss it to the ground. As I, as I pull it off, a uh, plummeting 30 feet to the ground is a heavy horse skeleton. I grow weary of all this investigation. Let's just get on with it. And with that, Devis will go ahead and drink the potion he had in his hand. All right, so uh, it looks like the little witch. Again? Yeah, it looks like the little witch is is kick, kicking off a fight with y'all. So, uh, yeah, you're gonna need initiatives. Okay. Got a nine. Oof. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. Well, the twenty-two is going to go first. Um, uh, so I, I think Squim is just gonna do the aforementioned uh, scuttle and, and hide behind a large piece of terrain, uh, trying to break line of sight from his treacherous companions. Alrighty. <laughs> Brian, with that 21, what you got for us? Yeah, I'm gonna reach out, pull out another potion, and take a drink and go invisible. All right. Don? Yep. Um, from 30 feet up, I am just going to uh, fly around, and uh, as I fly around, I'm going to pull out my heavy crossbow. And just uh, and I, I should note that um, what I just did, because uh, I'm also an entertainer and I want to get some action up in this bitch, uh, my robe is a robe of bones, and... I pull off a bit of embroidery, drop it down. I have no control over this uh, horse skeleton. It's just an undead horse at this point. <laughs> All right. But to shake things up, I just threw it down, and uh, we'll see if maybe the trader gets killed. So, yeah, uh, just just flying around, uh, heavy crossbow in hand, not even aiming at anyone, just seeing what happens next. 
I just John. do things. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? It's my turn already? Alright. So I, I flame jetted up in the air. That takes me 30 feet up. My cloak will flare outward as I reveal my wings and begin to uh, glide. I will be fighting defensively um, to avoid any anything coming from uh, our little witch, but I'm going to make a burning blast at that skeleton. Alrighty. I go against its touch AC. Gonna be a 15 touch. And also took 3d6 of damage as it, uh, as it fell down. from the sky, yeah. Yeah. Or skeleton. It's got 9 hit points. Yep. So it is the same? Okay. So, uh, 3d6 of fall damage. Does it just splat on the fucking ground? Uh, do you want me to roll 3d6 or do you want to roll it? It's got one hit point left. All right. But it probably won't after he hits it with his blast. Because it's probably also prone, having fallen that far. And I'm guessing your blast does uh, more than one damage, yes? Oh, yes. My absolute minimum damage would be seven currently. So, yeah, your horse doesn't really last. It just gets obliterated. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, that's fine. Uh, from above, she'll shout, So it looks like we have two fighters and two cowards. Play this into your calculations. At this point, the ghost is just going to go right back into the ground. She's she's not having any part of this. Uh, and she will just disappear under the ground. So it would be back to the top of the initiative order. Squim is going to step out into the open and just call out to the folks in the air and say, uh, coward's a real big word for someone uh, floating 30 feet above my head. You have every chance to attack me. I was getting out of the way of my little beast and see what would happen. The two of you hid. The two of us were prepared for battle. I have no ill will unless you are the traitor. But we need to get cracking on. Eternity waits for no man. Then reveal yourself, traitor. Strike me down. And I guess that'll do it. In my turn. Madam, I do believe we may have narrowed down our options then in that case. What do you propose? Well, they're rather stuck on the ground. But it is Brian's turn. <laughs> and he is invisible, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you don't know where he's at. Mm-hmm. And he is doing things. Oh, I assure you, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, really, I got nothing until someone actually lights this powder keg. I'm not going to go down a second time in a row, dustress with guests, lighting here, <laughs> starting the fight. Not going to happen twice. All it's right. also just not, I mean, you know, Pally, you know, no no one's endangered me yet. So, Dawn? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelter will shout down. Unfortunately, it has come to this. If you are the traitor and you survive this, perhaps we could share a meal. If not, I'll see you in hell, and he'll fire, and she'll fire the uh, heavy crossbow uh, at this. All right, who are you firing at? Uh, the only one I could see. Um, I keep wanting to call you half. Squim. Squim, thank you. To be fair, uh, 
Lucius is or Lucian is also visible. Oh, that's true. But I, I get it. I I you know if you if you live you live. Um. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, that may not even hit. Uh, fif fifteen. I'm I'm assuming um, that that would hit. So I, I don't know how you want to rule this, Tracy, because it it, it, w it wouldn't hit my normal AC, but this isn't my normal AC. Right. So so it'll hit. Uh, what? How much damage are you doing? Uh, I did not think I would actually hit with just a fifteen, so I moved to a different tab. Uh, that is a seven points of damage. Oh, you know what? Uh, All right. Then. Oh wait, no, no, I, I got rid of that, so never mind. Yeah, just uh, seven points. So, uh, how much AC does does uh, or how many hit points does this thing have? Well, it's it's not like a, it, a mirror image. It it's, a, it's okay, just, it's just yeah. So yeah, it's so it's just, just an So the bolt passes right through it and hits the ground behind it. Ah, oh, not a coward after all. A, a, a trickster of some sort. Okay. I think uh, that's all I'm going to. And she will just uh, just you know circle around a little bit, just uh, trying to get a vantage point. Uh, could I do? Is there any? Uh, what check can I do to see like snap twigs of an invisible fella, or is there anything for that? You can do perception checks against stealth scores for anybody who is hidden. Oh my god! I actually got a nat twenty. Nice. So what does that give you for your perception? Uh, 29. Fuck yeah. Okay. I doubt that's gonna beat his, uh, his self with, uh, with invisibility on it. You have to ask him. Check your chat. <laughs> Tracy. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's not going to, uh, to beat Okay, score. cool. That's fine. Alright, Sean? Okay, f first question. Uh, how far away were uh, Devis and uh, or Devis and Squim uh, when this shit all went down, when Devis uh, poofed. Well, they were originally all near the same grave. Um, of course, uh, Katz's character moved back to, to duck behind the tombstone at one point, so he got about a row over. Didn't Devis do something like that too? And, uh, so yeah, they're, but it's not like they, they were extremely far off or everything. You've got like a pretty tight little, I mean, you've been to a graveyard. Yeah. So, um, might they have been within 20 feet of each other at that point? With the last time you saw them? Yes. Yes. All right. So I'm going to, uh, continue, I'll, I'll fall another 10 feet, so I'm, uh, should be 10, 20 feet off the ground now uh, while I'm gliding around. But I'm going to cause an eruption uh, blast. I'll gather power as a move. And uh, the gliding just happens naturally. It pushes me forward. So I'll gather power and I will uh, unleash a burning eruption uh, within a central area to where I last saw them. All right. So if they're still within that radius, they need to make me reflex saves. 
I was pretty vague about the things I put for my action last round. Uh, do I need to make a reflex save, you think? Uh, no, neither of y'all are still within the radius of where, of where he last saw y'all. So. Okay. My, I erupt into flames as I take a single burn, so. Waboom. So, we have the two people in the air, one who has decided to fire uh, crossbow bolts, and one who has set off a fiery eruption. Uh, and it is back to the top of the order. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, because I, I don't want to be emulated. <laughs> so, um... I, I think he's just going to kind of uh, hunker down and maintain his position. All right. And uh, continue hiding. So, Bride, are you going to do anything to these two that are obviously intent on starting violence? Yeah, but until they get down on ground level, my options are kind of limited. So... I'm glad the fight broke out in an outdoor thing, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to sneak around and do a perception check and see if I can't find Swim. Okay. Plus 27 total. No. My last no. one was a, a 38. I don't know if you want me to these. Uh, you haven't moved, so. Fair. So you're good. Don. Yep. <clears throat> uh, going to uh, lower myself down to the ground, and as I do, I'm going to pull out another. Uh, bit of embroidery this time without dropping it 30 fucking feet because I'm dumb uh, this time it is a uh, fast uh, zombie wolf and I have the stats up for that do you want me to send to you uh, you could just hold on to him all right um, for further moment yep. uh, so so you release this creature mm-hmm. and I will roll because you are not in control of it I am not uh, call high or low? Low, because it's me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this thing turns around and attacks you. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're going to need its stats, it looks like. Okay. There you go. All right. And I should say that the two wands that I had, uh, touched to myself were, uh, shield and, uh, mage armor. So my AC is now much higher than a little lady worth robes so i'm okay with this all right so nice little die here uh does a 17 hit you it does not all righty so uh this zombie wolf turns and snaps at you trying to bite you mm-hmm. but it does miss sean my turn your turn okay so the witch has gone down to the ground and has summoned this zombie wolf, which promptly turned around and tried to bite the shit out of the little witch. After the attack misses, uh, she'll shout out, I may not know where you are, but perhaps my little friend here can sniff you out. And I've all but dropped the character voice for those following at home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, Lucian, uh, that place where he hit with his eruption is just a 20-foot... Uh, circle of shit being on fire currently, so at the very least, there's that. Um, yes, you're burning down the graveyard. Um, 
He's gonna go ahead and uh, spend this turn flame jetting back up. He's gonna go up to 50 feet. Alright. Goes back to the top of the order. Ats, you are still hidden. He's just kind of like hunkering down. Uh, um, he's still concentrating on the illusion spell that got crossbow bolted. And uh, at, at that point, it's just kind of like pacing back and forth. Maybe uh, like marching in the general direction that he saw um, Divis go. All right. So, Brian? Awesome. Um, with this 20 foot thing of fire in the middle of the throwdown now. Um, do I have a direct line to the witch? Uh, the witch has landed, uh, and they're, like, the row below in graves and, st uh, and stuff. Um, it's going to be hard to get, like, a line for any kind of charge or anything because of all the headstones. But if you're just needing line of sight, you can certainly see her. And there is a zombie wolf trying to bite her. In that case, gosh, I really want to do something, but I'm going to be good. It's a one shot. Do it. I'm going to move to within 30 feet of the witch. Okay. And if there's a way I can angle myself to put myself about 30 feet away from her without a giant field of fire between us. Yes. Yes, you can. I'll roll some acrobatics to jump over a tombstone, but I don't think I can acrobatic my way through that. <laughs> right. You get a running start. Get uh, more than a twenty on your uh, on your acrobatics check. Actually, it would be too hard. <laughs> nah, but still, I think I'll behave for right now. One more round. Nothing has harmed me yet, but. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Fly back up. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'll take the AOL. I'm not worried about that. Um. Alright, so uh, is a 15 going to hit your AC? No. It is not. And uh, so, yeah, so fly up. It will snap at you again, but it is going to miss. Uh, so, yeah, fly up. Uh, just the one move increment, 30 feet. Shout up to uh, Lucian. They they are pretty crafty. I'm hoping that that ugly-ass wolf can sniff him out and kill him. Well, we shall see. Until then, there's only so much graveyard to burn. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, this is the wolf's turn. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, technically, according to the sheet, I am not seeing where it actually has scent. So, uh, and its perception is a plus zero. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even look at it that close. Yep. That's fine. So, it, it cannot find the two invisible people. Fair enough. So, it is going to attack the Gravekeeper. Okay. Let's see if the uh, Paladin is going to intervene. Let's see if it hits. Oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> I hex and I know things. And it does hit. Okay. So, the uh, Gravekeeper takes some damage and is tripped. And that makes it Sean's turn. Uh, seeing that the, the, the wolf has uh, attacked uh, a more or less innocent, uh, Zelter's eyes have lit up and she's just uh, surveying the scene, just waiting, looking, 
So have I have I noticed this interaction? Oh yeah, uh you you see the wolf uh when the the witch flies up and the wolf looks around, only target it sees is the uh gravekeeper and it heads directly over and bites her, bringing her down to the ground. She is probed. Okay, looking at the template, it should not technically remove scent from a wolf. They may have just not put it in. But regardless, it's an unintelligent creature. Okay, I am going to, once again, uh, I'm going to glide, gather power, and throw a burning eruption. Uh, I'd say a little bit closer to where... From, from where I initially dropped my first blast, I'm going to drop another... 20 foot wide blast a little bit closer to where Zeltar was but not like where Zeltar was like so that they're like next to each other so I'm just carpet bombing basically would that hit anybody okay so are are you keeping it on the same row of graves are you going down a row you said it was like back a row where Zeltar was or back two rows Mm -hmm. I'm I'm blasting I guess those two rows unless it's more than 10 feet per row no, each row would be a, about a 10 feet area, so. All right, so I'm I'm blasting those two rows, like, a little bit closer to uh, Jeanette's grave, but still, like, touching my other blast. Okay. Do I, uh, do I hit anybody? No. Okay. Well, there's another 20 feet of ground on fire. Alrighty. And I take another burn. So, Hats, you're sitting there watching. You see the wolf as it attacks the gravekeeper. You see more fire exploding <laughs> around these graves. Did Squim hear Divas speaking to uh, Lucian? I never did. Yeah, I don't think he did. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's because it's it's Zelter's not using her voice anymore. My bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'll try to get back into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the characters mixed up. I, I get it. No, I'll switch so, back. So uh, then, then uh, I, I think illusory squim would probably just like walk over to the edge of one of your like rings of fire, and it would the illusion would change so that he drops his pants somewhat and moans you, and like <laughs> slaps slaps his backside <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> just, oh, just asking for a fireball. <laughs> so you uh, just clapped your own cheeks. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> I keep trying right. to sneak through the fire, but dummy <laughs> thick. My ass cheeks keeps alerting the fucking traitor. Ass cheeks. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, you had put yourself into a position where you would be able to charge the witch, but she has flown back up in the air. However, you have seen her zombie wolf attack the gravekeeper. Yeah, real quick, Paladin Eyes, is the gravekeeper evil? No, she is not. Yep, I'm charging me a zombie wolf, if I can get to it. All right, uh... Yeah, because the the wolf had a pretty clear line of sight. I mean, she was right next to the witch before the or the wolf was right next to the witch before it moved, and it made a, a pretty straight line towards this gravekeeper. So, I am going to run up and hit me a wolf. All right, so roll for attack. 
rolling to confirm. Because I will on just about everything. So yes. 24 to confirm. Yes, you, you confirm. 10, 16 damage. All right, so you drop this wolf in one hit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Looking at the witch and go, looking, actually more looking towards Lucian and going, would the traitor reveal himself for that? I might have thought it better if you hadn't said that. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at this point. You were set against me already. More or less. Dawn. Yep. The zombie wolf is dead. Mm-hmm. Is no longer attacking the uh, gravekeeper. You can now see Mr. Paladin as he has revealed himself in order to attack the zombie wolf. Lucian is in the air and is burning another patch of graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about to burn another one as uh, I toss my crossbow down to the floor, uh, just, just let it loose, pull out a wand, and I'm going to position this wand to fire fireball just so to where the, the gravedigger isn't caught in the uh, radius but that paladin definitely is. So I'm going to need a reflex save for half. Okay, what's the DC? 18. It's it's not done. It doesn't use your intelligence. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's uh it, it would be 14. Okay. Either way, that's a 24 and I have evasion. God damn it, evasion. All right. So yeah, you see, you see Devis like kind of look towards the red beam of fire, the little red spark of fire and just like backflip. Okay, uh, so the the area in which I set fire, uh, is anyone else caught in that? A certain fella? 40 foot wide blast. Oh, it is a big blast. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, Hats is going to need to roll a reflex save as well. DC 14. Okie dokie. Because I knew that now. 26. Damn it. Do you have evasion? I don't have evasion, but I have fire resistance. Fuck. I thought you'd be vulnerable. So what... How much damage you roll? Seven. Fourteen. Eighteen. Twenty-two. So, uh, and I, I, okay. So eleven. Okay. So I take six. Uh, taking damage does that uh ruin your invisibility? Yeah, I'm not invisible. I'm just stealth. Oh, you sneaky bitch. Okay. <laughs> this is very very good at this stealth. If anything, the fire and the smoke makes me even more invisible. Oh, no. <laughs> Not for me. I can see through that shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky monkey. Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, I, I... Oh, yeah, I didn't move. Um. I'll just I'll just cycle around to another uh, bare patch of uh, not fire. All right, Sean? Okay, so, um... Now being able to see uh, good old Devis slash Devis of Devis and Dutthead, we're going to go ahead and gather power once. I, at this, this does the turn. I drop down to 30 feet. I'm going to gather power once. Uh, and this time the flames gathering in my hands will be blue. I launch them at you. And I hope I don't roll absolute fucking garbage. Just like in that anime. Yeah. Or I don't know what anime. That's not great. You know, that anime. Um, <laughs> does a 15 hit your touch? Yes. Oh, I thought you would have been Dexier, being being the swashedin-ish. 
Oh, wait okay. a second. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. It miscalculated. No, sorry. Yeah, no, 15 doesn't hit. Sorry, the Mifweaver sheet didn't carry my actual dexterity score over into my touch AC. Yes, it, it did. Should. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. No, yeah, hit. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of weird little shit that applies to it. Uh, but E. Haha. Okay. Wait, so, no, no, it didn't. I'm sorry, Sean. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no hit. We still love you. <laughs> Not Sean. <laughs> so it did. So it's no, a miss. It, it did, yeah, it's a miss. It didn't carry my modified dexterity score into my armor class calculation. So, with my modified dex score, no, it is not a hit. No, it does because your chain shirt limits your max dex. Oh! Ah. This is like an episode of Game of Thrones. Ha! Okay, cool. Ha! Hey, hey, dude, I'm, I'm good either way. It's a hit. Okay. Uh, doodly, 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 doodly. Okay. Is that how you cast spells? Right, I'm going to go pop over to Hexgrid and roll it. You can verify, Don. Aww. Because I know you've got it in there. I do. And none of you know, because none of you... Oh, no, you guys are, you guys aren't in my Discord, <coughs> you assholes. Actually, actually, no, I'm not. I'm Shame. in your Discord. Oh, you are? Okay. Because I was looking and I didn't see your name. And I didn't see your color. Uh, okay, 35. Uh, I can confirm okay. 35. And you Ooh, need to make a, a reflex save. That's a bad one. Oh, there's a reflex? Oh, okay. Yeah. You. This is to catch on fire or not. Oh. 35's happening. That's a uh, 19. I believe that will probably go. My con is currently 6. And it's oh. plus 3. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No, nope, oh, that's shit. 19. You're going to hate me, Sean. Huh? Huh? Yeah, it doesn't hit. Why? Why doesn't because it hit? I, because I drank a protection from evil potion. Oh, fuck. And that ups my deflection bonus. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're blue balling our blue flame boy. Yeah, the real important thing here is yes, the Half Queen is a member of the Hex Grid Heroes Discord. She has her own color because she demanded it. That was the takeaway from this entire turn. Yes, thank you, Tracy, for yes. looking on them. And, <laughs> and she is is excited because at next week she gets to go over and play some Starfinder with Dawn, and she's very excited to learn to play Starfinder. That is the important part of all this. That's awesome. Yes, I'm very much excited. Uh, At least you got so. to roll a bunch of dice, buddy. Yeah, it was real cool looking. There was a lot of ones, though. <laughs> there were. It's, a, it's, an, it's an MCU hero Dude. moment. Gigantic explosion of flame, and I'm just standing there like, yes. <laughs> two ones and two twos. <laughs> well, that was fun. So... Well, I'm 30 feet in the air and angry that I missed. <laughs> it's, it's back to the top of the order. Mm -hmm. uh, so Squim is going to drink his mutagen and call it a day. <laughs> oh no, he's going to turn into a ninja turtle. 
He might, you don't know. Thanks, Sean. You're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Next! Devis is going to uh, back away and um, go full defensive and start praying. Um, I'm going to uh, inspire cur- or divine courage. <laughs> we get a plus to hit you? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm inspiring myself. Okay. <laughs> Michael Scott over there. Don, what are you doing? Uh, I am going to uh, fly to where I am uh, 30 feet from my my boy, Devis. And... um. I'm going to try a thing that probably will fail. I'm going to hex you. Um, I need a will save, please. Okay. Ask the paladin to make a will save. Be a 25. Well, you, you pass. C- congrats. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say which. That's what happens. I, That's what happens when you ask a paladin to make any kind of yeah, save. Yeah, that one's happened, though. <laughs> Fair enough. That's exactly why I switched to making normal attacks against him. Sean. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again, but I'm not gonna do the burning infusion this time. I'm just gonna negate the burn from the blast. So no, I miss. <laughs> I rolled Y'all half are what doing I did last a time. very lousy job of killing each other. And I fall to twenty feet. I haven't tried to kill anybody yet. Let's uh let's try for some better rolls here. <laughs> I love to. I really would. <laughs> but uh I would like all of y'all to make a perception check right quick before we go back up the order. Ten. Uh twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Wow. Black check. Don't do that. Alright, so twenties. Like <laughs> all of y'all would notice the gravestones starting to become well slag they're starting to disappear <laughs> they're 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 uh almost like dissipating mm. uh as if they're disappearing uh those of you that got 20 or above would also notice the gravekeeper where she's at she disappears and a table starts to form where she was at aha uh-huh. just as i planned so it is back to the top of the order uh, Squim is going to cast Fly on himself. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 There's just everybody flying around Brian in a fucking circle. Going, Fuck you! <laughs> I'm about to pull out the backup plan. <laughs> Rocky was hiding behind, was, uh, you know, disappearing. So he had to do something. Yeah, and then, uh, is it still present for the time being? the the headstone it's it's not completely gone but you can see through it yeah then he's he's gonna continue hunkering down behind it uh so my mutagen is dex based so my stealth is a little higher now that last one was a 37 all right so brian you are the closest to where this uh woman was and uh, she has disappeared and this table is forming you can certainly see that there are cards on it. I think I'm going to go and try to break the wheel. 
Um, I'm going to run up and kick the table. All right. Make an attack roll. Kicks table as hard as possible is an immutable object. Breaks foot. No. Very likely could happen with my standard attack. I'm just saying. <laughs> Be a 16. All right. So you run up, you kick this table, and it is just a, a little small table. It easily falls over. I need you to uh, call high or low. Hi. So as the cards come flying off this table, one of them flips. And for a brief moment, you see the image of the Empress as everything once again starts to disappear around y'all. And as a new landscape takes shape, you are all in the middle of a banquet hall, though some of y'all are in the air. (laughs) And uh, there are just people sitting around at these tables having a lovely meal. How, how big is this is this banquet hall? Hogwarts. As I might need to fly check <laughs> to land without because I can't not move forward. Yeah, teleport w- right. in a solid object. Um, I hope not. But but yes, everybody is in the air. I got a twenty-five. Fly. Well, not everybody, but two of you are in the air at least. But yes, there's there's this banquet hall. Uh, these two long rows of tables. There's plenty of people sitting around. They look like they're having a very good time. And up at the front of the room is a dais with a very well-dressed and crowned woman sitting in a throne-like chair. Did my crossbow come with me? It is on the ground in in this banquet hall below you still. Okay. I, I rolled a 25 fly, so with any luck, that's enough to not crash into walls, pillars, and ceilings. Yeah, you, you with a 25, you can you can land. But yeah, just in the middle of this fight, all of a sudden, you're someplace else. And people are kind of looking around at you like, well, what? You know? <laughs> uh, seeing this uh, change of scenery, uh, Zelter will drop down, retrieve her crossbow, Ah, see, I knew it. We did it. And I think I know what's next. And uh, she'll stride over to uh, the, the the lady at the on the dais, and she's uh, like straightening out her tunic, uh, put running her fingers through her hair with a twinkle in her eye. All right. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I, for one, I'm not done with the murder. <laughs> I am still wreathed in a fire, a fiery nimbus. While I'm not currently blasting anything, I am ready to. If someone makes some shit at me, I will blast them. We're at the top of the initiative. Order. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I'm I'm going to flip a coin here and. Uh, which which one of you wants to be heads and which one of you wants to be tails? Uh, I choose not it out of the two. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> three of us. Granted. Zelter is on her way to get some tails, so tails. Okay, so that makes you heads, Sean. Okay. So the two, so a one is heads and a two is tails. That's a two. I apologize, Zelter. So I, I guess my first question is: Does Zelter have any kind of uh, metal armor or anything? No, uh, I don't think so. Just robes and a dagger. 
Okay, so um, move action is fly, so I, I'm assuming you're within 60 feet, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Okay, um, so since I've got more than one base attack bonus, I'll draw my weapon as a part of that, uh, which is a whip, a uh, scorpion whip. Oh, hot. Um, yeah, and then I would like to spell strike with that whip uh, as per the Magus ability, and uh, that's going to be a shocking grasp. So uh, it is plus 11. Uh, so that is uh, 19 to hit. I, I, that would be versus flat-footed, I believe. Oh, would it? Okay, then yeah, that yes. probably definitely hits. Okay. Uh, okay. 1d4 plus 2 plus 5d6 plus 3d6 sneak attack. 26 damage. Ouch, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> he just kind of, like quietly comes sailing out from wherever his cover was and uh, he, he says uh, let those who live in glass houses not cast the first stone and then you just the whip like lashes out and it's it's a really gross looking whip too it's like all meaty and there's like an eye at some point mm -hmm. down the length of it oh. uh, <laughs> that's awesome uh, okay yeah, yeah she she takes all of this uh uh, uh, oh, uh, whip. Am I uh, tripped or anything? No, no. It was, it was just a regular melee okay. attack. Just, a, just a crack across the body. Uh, this really hurt, and she's she she winces in pain, and she's just and she sees the uh, the the crafts uh, the uh, the craftsmanship of this ugly ass whip, and she kind of approves. <laughs> uh, I, and uh, she'll uh, in reply, um, I was done fighting, but we got to the next stage. We did it. I did it. I was right. We just needed to get things going. But if we're going to keep doing this, I'll keep doing this. That makes it my turn, right? Yep. Charge smite the witch. <laughs> All right. Does a 27 confirm? Yep. That's going to be 34 damage. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. oh, no, really? Yeah, 34. Damn. Uh, well... She's not dead, dead. She is sitting at negative 13 on a negative 14 con, or on a 14 con. All right. Uh, it is your turn next, so you will need to uh, roll to stabilize. Mm -hmm. uh, as she fell down, she just said, ah, season of the witch. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, 10 plus how far I'm down, correct? I believe so. Okay. So, and I don't add my con mod, correct? No, it, it doesn't matter. I don't make it anyway. Uh, so she doesn't stabilize. She takes one more HP, and she is dead, dead. All right, Sean, it's your turn. And uh, uh, not to, since she's dead, dead, unless you guys plan on doing some uh, jiggery pokery, I think I may hop off. Not not upset or anything. I'm, I'm cool how this, how this played out. I just... Yeah, you haven't slept today? Yeah, yeah, no, cool. I just want to make sure that there's not going to be like, oh, you know, you're resurrected when the, the next table comes up. I don't want to, like, seem like I'm storming off because I died. I just, oh, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. I will talk to you later. I'm looking forward to hearing this. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Hats, for uh, hanging out. Hey. Yeah. I love you. Hey, guys. Aw, what? Oh, that's recorded, too. You can't take it back. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye. See you. Later. Bye. Sean, it is your turn. It is my Which turn. has fallen. No fireball arena. So I'm 
I'm going to uh, do the single gather power. I'm going to use my internal buffer. And I'm going to accept two points of burn. And both of you need to make a reflex save. Fine. Okay. <laughs> That's a 21. Okay, you take half. Okay. Half is still a lot, if I recall correctly. It probably, it may be. It depends on how badly I roll. It's a 22, and I have evasion. Okay, then you don't take any. So you'll be taking 18 hats. Okay. It's fire, so you'll be taking 13. Okay. Uh, and it's not a burning one, so y'all aren't potentially on fire. Uh, I do have a question. Are there sconces in this hall? Is it, is it firelight? Yeah. All right. So, uh, of course, as all this is happening, the people that were having a nice, pleasant dinner begin to scream and run off. They're they're not going to just sit there calmly as this is going on. But it is back to the top of the order. I would like to take my swift action to activate my sipping jacket. Uh, and I've currently got a potion of vanish loaded into it. So basically what the sipping jacket lets me do is uh, if the potion that's loaded in it is a round duration spell, then I can use my swift action to only use one round's worth of that potion. So I I bought this potion of vanish at caster level five. So I've got five rounds of temporary invisibility. So you will still need to make the uh, self with the bonus for being vanished. Yep, um, and and then I, I would like to take evasive action with my move action for flying, um, and but what is it moving? So that's one d twenty plus forty one, including the plus twenty bonus from invisibility. So that's a forty seven. I rolled a six, and for my standard action, I would like to uh, whip out a potion of cure light wounds and hit myself with it. All right, so Brian, you are standing there. You can make a perception against his stealth roll. I'll give it a shot. It'll be a 27. No. So you you cannot see what he is doing in order to uh, swing on him at this point. Fair enough. But that does make it your turn. It does. Um, charge smite, the, actually, yeah, no, charge smite Lucian. I'm not hard to hit. <laughs> Will a 25 confirm on you? Yep. Yeah. Be uh, 28 damage. Okay. Drakai, are you? You're not an evil outsider by chance, are you? Nope. I am a humanoid. Okay. All right. So that makes it your turn, Sean. I'm going to five foot away from our good paladin buddy. <laughs> I'm going to. Smoke storm the nearest sconce, which will make 20 feet, a uh, 20 foot radius of, uh, I'm going to take a deep breath beforehand, uh, a 20 foot radius of blinding choking smoke. Because there's a save, I think, for the choking bit. Fortitude will negate the choking bit, but it still is smoke that, you know, uh, conceals. Okay, so yeah, you're not, you're not, uh, what is it, second? He does not have smoke inhalation. Right. Not sure if I mentioned it, but I healed four from that cure light wounds. Okay, creature with five feet has concealment. Creatures further away have total concealment. So I have total concealment from you. The smoke dissipates naturally after one minute. 
You can no longer see me, and I pull out a wand. Uh, Alright. So I, I five foot stepped away, held my breath. And it is hat start. I am hitting myself with another cure light wounds, pretty please. Uh, so that, was, that was max, so I heal for nine. Are you still vanished? Uh, yeah, I, I would like to take my swift action to uh, continue the vanish, so I've got three rounds left in my, my jacket. As a note, I can see through this smoke because of my fire sight. Yeah, but you would have to beat his stealth check to uh, to see him. Yeah, I'm just talking about with uh, Devis. Okay, and it is Devis's turn. Awesome. Um, at this point, I'm going to uh, move back out of the smoke and find some kind of cover in the banquet hall and uh, take a new potion of protection against evil. All right. Sean. I'm going to point my wand at Devis, and I'm going to uh, Sweetie and Swooty. Okay, he, he did say he was ducking behind something for cover, so keep cover in mind. Uh, it's just a one living creature spell. I don't need anything. I don't need to roll to hit. Okay. Uh, why did I even roll any? You need to make a fortitude save. Okay. Yeah, 26. Okay, you pass. Oh, I know why I was rolling. I have to pass the fucking... UMD check. Well, I passed it. I rolled a 14, so I get a 24. There. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I will reposition myself within the smoke, and that will be my turn. Alright. It goes back around to the top. So I'm going to use another round of invisibility and uh, use that to fly over towards the smoke cloud and uh, see if I can spot the fireman. Alright. Um, I mean, am, am I able, like, I, I guess that would be like a perception check, yeah? No, it, it's opaque. You have to be within five feet of me to get normal concealment against me. I'm fully concealed if you're not directly adjacent to me. Yeah, so do, do, do I ever, like, flying through the, the cloud, do I ever get, like, adjacency at any point? I don't, I don't know how, like, how that works. Uh, I'll leave that up to her, I guess, because you'd be flying there randomly. I'm in a more or less random position within the cloud. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Call high or low, we will. Let's call high. Yes, you do end up adjacent to him at one point. Okay. You're flying. Uh, yeah, then, then if, if he gets uh, adjacent, uh, so it's a 60-foot fly speed, so I'm assuming I, I didn't have to use my standard for anything. Right. Um, then I'm, I'm basically gonna, gonna do the same thing that he, he did to the witch. And uh, he's he's gonna try and whip uh, the fireman. Um, you got a twenty percent miss chance. Yeah. Do you want me to roll that first? Yes. Okay. So one d one hundred. Do we just want to call it if I roll a twenty or lower? It's a miss. Yeah. Equivalent like a natural one. Sixty nine. Nice. nice. <laughs> I, I want that to to go down. Would I want that roll? Sixty nine. Um, so, so then he's going to, uh, do the spell strike, shocking grasp, whip, plus 11. Okay, so d20 plus 11, I'm invisible, so that would be versus flat-footed. Is that a 13? Uh, no, 13 won't hit me. Are you wearing metal armor? No, I'm wearing leather. Okay, okay. Then uh, he completely whiffs it. You see this whip go lashing by your head, and uh, he reveals himself. Okay. 
So it's just Ree! Brian, it is your turn. I'm going to take this moment to cast a spell, actually. Let me find it real quick. I'm going to uh, stay hunkered down and cast resist energy on myself. Fair. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Sean? That'd be fire, by the way. I'm going to vanish into the fog as I five foot away. Or vanish into the smoke as I five foot away. And I, you have to make a fortitude save, Hats. Okay. Let's use Squin. Or actually, wait, no, no. Before I forget again, I have to roll my die. Okay, yes, you have to make a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, I'm ready to die. This is not a very high save for me. Plus five. It's a one, so oh, it's not truth. a very high save. Fifteen. Ah, that passes. I only have one charge left on this one. Man, this sucks. Can I make a spellcraft to figure out what it is? You can. I don't think you could see me to do it. That's, that's oh, true. Shit, there, that's there's right. no verbal on wands. Okay, that's that's fair. Then I, I, I waggle a bitch. Oh, you do have to make another uh, fortitude save uh, for the smoke, though. Oh, okay. I forgot about it's choking smoke. That's a natural one, so I get a six. Uh, you're sickened for as long as you remain in the smoke, and one d four plus one runs out thereafter. Okay, so it's a minus two to everything. Basically. Next second hits damage too, right? I remember getting absolutely diddled by creatures with stinking cloud. <laughs> yep, damage rolls. Attack, damage, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. Yeah. So just everything. Back to the top. Then I, I'll five foot fly, I guess, in the direction that I saw him step into the smoke. Uh, I will be there. And... Uh, since since I missed with the initial shocking grasp, I would still have the charge held on my weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way the Magus does. Okay, so I will uh, lash out again. Miss Chance first. Uh, okay, you're right. 1d100, 20 or lower. That's a 54. Okay. 25. That will hit me. So since it's normally a D4 plus two, oh, you know what? I, I'm sorry, that was a 23 because I wasn't counting for the sickness. Sickened. It still hits. Okay. Um, since it just shaves off two points of damage and it's normally a D4 plus two, I'm just going to do a D4 in the damage roll. Okay. D4 plus five, D6. And uh, no snake attack because you can see through the cloud. So Byakasha, uh, that's 18 points of damage. Two slashing and 16 uh, shocking electricity, whatever. All right. I'm not awesome. I'm really not awesome. All right, Brian. Okay. Like, well, he's deciding. I, I think, uh, what, what is it? Squim is just going to, like, hiss out to uh, Lucian and just say, I really hope you're the traitor because if not, I'm making a mistake. And that's it. You're making a mistake. Oh, fuck. I make a fortune save. <laughs> yes, my plan. I pass. I, I get like fucking twenty-seven. I pass. Yes, all according to plan. <laughs> hey, you're making my no. straight. <clears throat> I got nothing for that mess right now. Just gonna sit back and let them try to kill each other. Yeah, you got the winner. Enemy of my enemy. I'm. Uh, I'm going to take a readied action. There we go. I will. Um. 
I'm going to pull out my heavy crossbow and I'm going to take a ready action to uh, fire on uh, Lucian if he steps out of the cloud. Just me? <laughs> All right. Yes, because you're currently my smite target. Or no. Yeah. Yeah, you are. So, I don't want to change smite targets if I don't have to. All right, Shad. All right. So I will five foot away and I'm going to pull and drink a, uh, a cure potion. How many five foot away until he's out of the cloud? I mean, I can just five foot diagonally in a circle all day long. So okay, <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a fireball sized ball of smoke. It's big. Well, drink your potion. Please don't fuck me. Back to Hat's turn. Please don't fuck me. That's a good roll. Not nearly enough, but it's good. <laughs> So what he's saying is you can probably kill him the stern heads. It is a distinct possibility. Well, there's always the slim chance that that mischance will save you, but it is Hat's turn. Uh, so I, I wasn't aware I could do this as a free action, um, but I, I've got Black Blade Strike, which basically gives my sword an extra um, plus two on damage rolls for spending an arcane pull point. So I'm going to do that. So I'm back to a D4 plus two if uh, I hit, and I, I will again five, five foot fly in your general direction. Okay. Uh, miss chance is a 52, and uh, <laughs> desperately clawing at you with shocking grasp whips. Um, not looking forward to having to kill this paladin. <laughs> Uh, so that's plus 11, so that's a 28. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, 26, but, but yeah, you get it. Um, so that's a d4 plus 2 plus 5d6. Okay, that was a d... I, I'm sorry, that was a d42. Um, so let me, <laughs> let me, let me fix that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I liked my first roll better, but, uh, 23 will have to do. Oh, shit. I am not down, and that is about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, you still letting them fight it out, or? There are two bad guys in front of me trying to kill each other. I'm I'm not going to get in the way of this process. <laughs> Traitor. Sorry. Uh, you said your uh whip was made of like meat, right? Yep, yep, yep. Does it have a hardness? Uh, so it probably does, but it's, it's a, it's a black blade. And so as long as I have one point in my arcane pool, it's immune to the broken condition. So you, you can definitely like damage it most likely, but it can never. Like it, it would be taking one fire damage every time it hit me is it, but if it's got a hardness, it won't even bother it. So yeah, we, we can say it's, it's burning, um. It's it's like a, a scorpion whip, which I, I don't it looks cooler that way. That's a <laughs> smells like roast beef in here. You know what? I'm gonna do my very best to pick a line and just fire the heavy crossbow into the cloud. I know there's next to no chance, but why not? <laughs> Alright. A one in ch eight chance you hit me, a one in eight chance you hit him. Okay. Well I will say I'm gonna roll First D8 for Sean, eights hit. Nope. Second D8 for Hats, eight hits. 
hit. <laughs> so I, I guess I actually have to roll the attack now. Uh, 50% mischance. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, 50% mischance. Uh, we'll say even numbers hit. My hero. Yep, that's odd. I missed. Yay. Thank you, buddy. Fireman. My <laughs> inept hero. <laughs> my turn. Okay, so I'm gonna attempt. I'm gonna attempt an acrobatics check to actually move away from hats without um, provoking, because I want to like fucking scatter like where the fuck I am so that he can't just floof up to me. Yeah, so okay. it's gonna be my CMD, right? Which is a twenty. Okay, I got pretty good odds. Yes, so I got a 29. Okay, you so got me. Th- then I'll, I'm, I'll make a stealth, I guess, so that you don't know where I actually am. And I'm not very good at these. Uh, so yeah, make a, make a perception, because that's an 8. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so 1d20 plus 13. No fuck. <laughs> so that is not I, I a think, one. I think you have a general idea where, of where I am. Um, I, I am gonna drink another cure potion though. Okay. That's not a D8. That was a D20. I wish I could heal a D20 right now. Kill the paladin, and I will give you all the heals you can. Do it. Fucker! Stop hitting me then. I'm trying. Well, stop! <laughs> I have passed my fortitude safe. <laughs> I've just accepted that I'm going to permanently be second, so he can't shut his mouth. <laughs> Get a circumstance bonus on it because he's a heavy smoker. <laughs> like, I have so many fucking rounds of old breath. Alright, so Hats, what are you going to do? He's basically committed to this. Um... I mean, basically, it's it's like a 50-50. I don't, he doesn't know where the paladin's gone off to, so he's going to go in the general direction that his perception check leads him. All right. I'm really regretting preparing alarm. I wasn't sure what uh, what spells we were going to run into. So, so yeah, to, do I run into him? Let me roll to see, but uh, odds are in your favor since you saw which direction he went. So yes, you you can find him. You still have the mischance against him. Okay. So D one hundred fifty seven. Goodbye, cruel world. It feels so bad. It's like kicking <laughs> a puppy. Well, it's not an every day you get a chance to kill your DM. Plus nine. <laughs> uh, so including the second, it's a twenty three. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Because I consider this revenge for all the shit he does to you in a turn. <laughs> this is for the fireballs, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you almost killed Box. Okay, so that's a tw- 20 damage total. Wait a second. Box, no. You can't hurt Box. I fall to the ground. Are you dead, dead, or just down? I'm just down. I'm at negative. All right. So, Brian. I do not see any of this. Right. Okay. So, uh, if Brian is not going to take an action, then it is back around to Hatch. Reload my crossbow. Yeah. (laughs) And Sean is not acting. He is dying, so 
you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, in that case, Squim is going to cast Mirror Image on himself. Because, like, he, he, he sees the fireman hit the ground, and I don't think, like, whether or not he's actually dead even, like, occurs to him as, like, a factor. And, uh, so now he's convinced that the paladin is the traitor. Or maybe right. I was the traitor all along. I don't know. If the paladin <laughs> doesn't, if the paladin doesn't end this hellscape, then he's just gonna seppuku himself, and the fireman can win by default if he doesn't bleed out by then. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, he's, he's casting mirror image on himself. All right. Now I'm assuming that the smoke stays around; it doesn't just disappear because you went down. Right. It'll stick around for the duration, which is the minute. So I think. It's got five or six rounds left to go. So after mirror image, are you moving at all, or are you staying in the smoke? I, I think he's he wants there to be a dramatic pause while the paladin like waits. All right. <laughs> so uh, he has four images. It's a, a D four plus two. Yeah. So I mean that's that's what he's doing on his turn. So Brian. Excellent. Um, you can't see into the smoke. So you don't know that uh, Lucian is on the ground. I, I don't see any change. I mean, I'm... But it's real quiet. I'm kind of just holding until I hear. You can make a perception. Uh, yeah, 22. Yeah, uh, it has gotten relatively quiet within the, the smoke. So I'll shout from behind, uh, I don't know, the table I took cover behind. Which one of you is still alive in there? Is my turn? Yeah, it's 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 up to you whether you want to answer him or not. Yeah, so he's he's basically going to uh, do the same like charging, uh, shocking grasp move. Uh, but prior to like flying out of the smoke, he would like to tap his sipping jacket for the swift action. So he's invisible, but there are four visible versions of him that are floating around him, and. Uh, yeah. You just hear like nah! as he comes like flying out of the smoke. Okay. Shit. <laughs> well, it answers your question. Yes, it does. It's just uh, you know, I knew it was you, you traitor. It's really not. <laughs> Is he dead? Uh, so do, do you fire on him as he's like charging out? No. Of all the people in this fight, you're the one person who's never attacked me. He, he, yeah, I mean, like, you, you see his knuckles go, like, not white, but the equivalent of it for a dude with, like, crimson skin. And he, he just kind of, like, shakes his fist, like, you know, like, two for flinching kind of thing. Like, oh, he's so mad that he can't hit you right now. And, uh, he just, like, lashes the whip against the ground, and, uh, the fireman's down. Is he dead? Like, I mean, he'll he'll go like levitating back, like five, ten feet, and like land on the table while trying to keep his eyes on the paladin. He says, "Bless your good graces, paladin. If uh, if you hadn't have helped that grave digger, I would have been sure that it was you." And uh, you check him. I'll check the witch. Uh, I guess go down to fireman and uh, give him one, one good lash. 
All right, uh, you can do heal checks if you want to do heal checks to check for pulses and that kind of thing. Or you can just beat the crap out of him until, like, there's yeah, nothing I, but bloody pulp. I, I'm just going to go stab the witch in the head. All right. Coop to grace. Do you want me to roll damage? Yes. Okay. I, I'm assuming I'm not sickened anymore. Uh, well, the smoke's still around, and it lasts a D4 plus one rounds after you exit it. Uh, which, uh... Okay. So it would be 2d4 plus 2? 4, because it's times 2. And I've still got the bonus from the Black Blade. And then plus 3d6. So uh, that's 17 points of damage. I stopped breathing. You were breathing this whole time, I thought. <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> hold my breath when I'm unconscious. <laughs> that stops my heart and my lungs and my blood pumping through me. So yes, uh, both these people are dead. Mine's dead. What about yours? Dead. I guess that makes uh, one last person. You gotta be the traitor. Or you. Because I'm not. Does it matter at this point? I guess not. My plan was to see all three of you dead before I left anyway. Ah! (laughs) 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 Feed fireman potions. Come back, fireman. I need help. So y'all can roll initiative to face off against each other. Or you can try to find the table to get, find a card out of here. Whichever you choose. Yeah, so. Be a nat 20 for a 30 initiative. You you got me there, because I, I can't even beat that on a nat 20. Uh, but I still do have four mirror images. So there are yes. five squims currently. Okay, uh, a 20 perception check to see if there's a card table. There is. Upward, the lady was sitting on the throne is a table now with three cards on it. I'm going to hold up a hand and go, before this goes to insanity, left, right, center. And, uh, I, like, you, you see all, all five of the squims just kind of, like, whip their lash against the table. I don't know if there are any people left in the room, but... He, he basically, if, if there are, he makes a point to, like, lash some stuff off the table in their general direction. Take the center path. The middle road it is. Now flip over the middle card. When you flip over the middle card, you see the symbol of the high priestess. And as everything falls away around you, and you find yourselves, the both of you, standing in the center of an arena. There is a wall around the arena that's about eight foot high and directly opposite from where you are standing there is an image on the wall it looks like a carving but it moves it's of a lady and it moves and she speaks and she says well you've done better than most groups i would say but it appears you've yet to kill the traitor I'll look over and just look at Squim and be like, are you ready to admit it? It's not It's not right for a holy man to lie. Your God's going to be real disappointed when you meet him. Desna knows my heart. There's no lie to it. I'm no traitor. If that holy symbol is true, 
than the one that's left. Well, I, I fuck it. Uh, sense motive, I guess, because I, I probably should trust the paladin implicitly. Um, okay. So, sense motive. 26. Yeah, there, there's no lie to be told. He's he's being honest. Then he, I mean, he, he just kind of, like, does that re-thing again, like, ah! And uh, he lashes the whip again, then he points to the, uh, the priestess lady that, that said that there's still a traitor that lives, and uh, he, he just says, you lie! Oh, but I don't. There's two left. I'm not the traitor. And paladins don't make good liars. Are you calling me a liar? you calling him a liar? Well, I think at this point, I would call you both liars. You killed two perfectly innocent people. If that doesn't make you a traitor, I don't know what does. I merely killed those who attacked me first. Who both had evil in their hearts. What innocence are you referring to? Well, they were not the one you were looking for, were they? Doesn't change the fact that they attacked me. Let those who live in glass houses not cast the first stone. I suppose you tried many ways to uh, calm the situation before you decided blood was the answer. The only time I, the only time I did was after they took, they attempted to take blood first. I don't answer to talking heads. If blood is what you want, then blood is what you're gonna get. And uh, he starts like marching towards the lady, I guess. Well, she is just a carving in the wall, so you can walk right up to her. <laughs> yeah, take that wall. I hope you like hardness. Then, yeah, yeah, he's, he's basically just like taking it out on the wall. Yeah, you you can hit the wall. You can even damage the wall to some degree, chipping away at it, but it it does nothing to her. Yeah, that's 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 fine. I mean, he's he's just pissed off. It's like so. Uh, <laughs> we've we've uh, finished your test. Well. No, not yet. This is uh, the fourth trial. There are still two of you standing. You have 15 minutes. He stops and looks at Squirm. I'm going to put it to you plainly. If you attack me, I will kill you. I suspect if we sit here for 15 minutes, either an actual threat will reveal itself or we will have won. I mean, he's, he's just, like, visibly agitated, and he continues pacing and, uh, like, like lashing at the ground and basically, like, pushing at the confines here because he, he's convinced. He's like, holy man, why don't you just uh, off yourself? That's the most righteous thing you could do in this scenario. Otherwise, you'd doom two innocent men. No. Whatever has trapped us here has killed us. And unless it does actually complete the job, low be unto it. Dude, hit me with the low. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool, though. I haven't actually ever heard talk like that. I love it. At this point, Devis is just going to, like, sit down cross-legged. Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now the point is, is to wait it out. Obviously, like, he's kind of losing ground because uh, Squim, over the course of the next 15 minutes, Squim loses his mutagen and his mirror image. And uh, what else? I mean, the, the mage armor is probably still up. Um, he loses the black blade strike. The two of you can make intelligence checks if you would like. Intelligence check. 20 plus 4. That's a natural 1 for 5. 
<laughs> that would be a natural one for one. <laughs> okay, so uh, so that happened. <laughs> so you sit there for fifteen minutes. You you're choosing not to attack each other, and the scene will change again, and you will find both of yourselves back in the asylum in cells. I'm assuming unequipped and stuff. Yeah. The biggest re echoes out of the the asylum room. Devis is just going to kind of look around, take a deep breath, and just say, kind of at general volume, I'm coming for you. And he's just going to go sit down and begin trying to figure this out. I think Squim is just going to like rankle at his cage and just be like, you doomed us, holy man. And he's, he's pissed off at the paladin. Should have killed yourself <laughs> when you had the chance. Now, that's the reason I gave y'all intelligence checks uh, to try to remember. Carr did tell you that in the arena they chose not to fight and they ended up in the asylum. LG, I, I had no choice. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm just going to convince all the other prisoners to gang up on the paladin. We're going to prison shank them in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> Do I ever show up in the. Yes, uh, there was one thing left unresolved. Lucian. At first hour passes, and then another, and then another, because the region is slow. But eventually you wake up. And when you do, the banquet hall is full of people again, with the Empress setting up on her throne. But the banquet hall is back to how it was when you first arrived, before y'all started fighting inside. Someone didn't do their job. Yo, he stopped breathing. I have a wayfinder with a pearly thingy. I have regen once per hour. Shenanigans. <laughs> we got a horn swoggled by fireman. You can't kill him, kill him unless you take it away from him. Yeah. If you'd eluded me, haha, I'd be dead. Should have just tossed you in one of the braziers. Why didn't he show up in the arena? Because at that point, he was technically dead. The, uh, to, he had dropped below his hit points. Uh, and it yeah, I asked the same uh, question. It had to wait for, for the first hour to pass for the regen to kick in. I'm not even mad. We got hornswoggled, and that was a pretty good ending. But, uh, yeah, so two of y'all are in the asylum, and Lucian will spend the rest of his existence in this banquet hall. That's fine with him. It seems like a nice banquet. No, no police, which he is, so... It's better than being in the asylum. Bring me back some turkey, Lucian. <laughs> <laughs> can I like, like, is there a door somewhere that I can just go like throw turkey? <laughs> no, there is not a door somewhere where you can throw turkey. Look, man, we're still pals. We're cool. We're eternally separated from each other. Not eternally. Just until a party comes through that does what she wants. And then everybody she's imprisoned is free. Ah. Sweet. Till then, we get to enjoy prison food. I get to enjoy a banquet and find company. I know I should have committed Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> and with this final number, I die. 
Although you saved yourself lots of work, I can tell you that. Because if somebody had killed the last person, basically you would have inherited her realm and her powers and would have had to did next year's special. Oh, you don't... <laughs> You don't want the Squim Shadow Realm. That's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's just like fucking the, the paladin inherits the, the whole arena, and it's just Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He's like, oh, yeah, sit down. Take off your shoes. Oh, no, no. Doesn't it, bless. It's like some medieval Gotham shit. You've got to go find one mugger who's going to go kill one set of parents. <laughs> Prevent the Joker. What is the Joker? Oh, you don't know. You don't know, but you've got to do it. Prevent the Joker. Well, it's getting awfully late here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but thank you for playing with us. I had a grand old time. Thank you so much for running. It was fun. Uh, thank you so much for joining, Brian. Uh, you've given me some of my harshest moral quandaries. And do I kill or not kill the paladin? Um, <laughs> that's coming from the perspective of a bastard so it, it was quite the quandary uh, and and then Sean uh, thank you for giving me uh, a likable villain because like I, I was he was hating the paladin for the longest and he was like maybe, you know, maybe I can buddy up with the uh, fireman and then it's just waffling back and forth and it was beautiful and I and, like actually legitimately terrified of everybody the entire time so yeah. the headstones are like my messiah. In his cell, he's just painting little pictures of the headstones because they're the ones who saved him. Yeah, well, once shit down, uh, went down, he just chose a half to go with and, uh, because there was only one visual side that agreed with him. He went with... Uh, he went with the witch. I don't know how uh, none of us actually, like clicked onto it possibly being no one being the bad person sometimes it, it's it's a roll of a dice who's the traitor if there even is one hello again everyone sean here i hope you enjoyed this special halloween episode let us know on twitter what you thought at eldritch dream at aeterna p and at dustrous podcast you can also hit us up on itunes and leave us a review if you liked it and until next time, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. <laughs>